I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I, I never went in that my Millennium Falcon model thing that I want to do where you uh-huh. mail away from Millennium yeah. Falcon. If your kickboxing is $80 a month, uh-huh. my shit would still be cheaper than yours. <laughs> so I'm saying. Even though your kickboxing would be to embiggen your heart. Right. To make you right. To embetter my personhood. Yeah, to get fit. Bill, I would still your Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon will also embetter your personhood. <laughs> I'm just saying. I get Are the, you going to do it? I get, I'm tempted. <laughs> You know what, the only thing, I kind of wrote it off and I wasn't thinking about it until this week I saw that they have a Father's Day sale. Uh-huh. So I didn't take into consideration shipping for this bullshit. Yeah. Not only do they charge you 60 bucks a month to send you a piece of the Millennium Falcon that you could build, yeah. they also charge you, they have the balls to teach. Uh, it's for from, from England, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is expensive as hell. But still, $60 Even a month. Boat they send you like... Like a little plastic piece. <laughs> I mean, what they're charging you for? Even if it's coming from overseas, is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but they're having a, a quote unquote Father's Day sale this month, so shipping is only one dollar every month, as opposed Dude. to like ten dollars. And so, like, and also if you if you pull the trigger on that, that means like for the next like you know like for the fulfillment of like the entire time you're getting your thing, whatever it is that yeah. you order from this company, so I'd be saving like hundreds of dollars. In- <laughs> money by ordering that thing this month oh, rather than Phil. waiting until next month because it goes until like june 30th Phil. or it kind of kills me too because so i guess this this model company that's selling this millennium falcon uh also has like done the same with a whole bunch like they have like the hms victory and a whole bunch of like oh, yeah? sailing ships and it's like you can actually for the ships that uh, for the other models that they've uh, actually finished making parts for uh-huh. you can actually buy a constructed one huh. they have like a really cool like really big hms victory for like fifteen hundred dollars that yeah. you can have mailed completely how much is shipping house? for that i can't imagine one dollar if oh. you order this one. Oh well man. as opposed to i think they said they're shipping normally at 40 bucks but i was really surprised i was I'm looking surprised at shipping that for 40 dollars from england so the millennium falcons made out you know metal and plastic and stuff uh-huh. and it's got a b- bunch of stuff you can uh, you know like like wiring and shit so you can light it up uh but the hms victory thing is actually made out of wood and you have to lay in all the wooden planks mm-hmm. and all, i was like it's actually almost like building an actual ship in your house yeah except it's two feet long yeah but i was Surprised you have to wet the wood and like yeah maybe may do the whole curvature of the outer hull of the ship and yeah. lay down like the the keel bill this is and exactly like, what you needed an expensive ass hobby you've congratulations you found a construction hobby more expensive <laughs> than lego good job oh my god well that's the thing if i get this millennium falcon i can't just fight ever having lego again <laughs> Oh man! No, that's the funny thing. This week I was sitting there to like, I like, I've got enough Lego now. I need to start figuring out how I'm going to display this stuff. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I've got like like four or five built sets now. Uh-huh. And so yeah, Jojo, he's been talking about he wants to go IKEA to get some. Yeah, extra, like, you stuff talked about upstairs. getting your IKEA display case. So yeah. I want to yeah get the, what they call like detail for. Yeah, it's it's yeah. every nerd display stuff. I'm thinking about getting two of those. But like this week, I found out like I was looking up online. Supposedly, it sounds like the Quickie Mart will barely fit into that. Yeah, yeah. And a couple other things at all. So I don't know. Garbage. Oh, Bill. All this garbage to buy. Bill, display. if you get the Millennium Falcon thing, then we go to Tap Plastics here in Portland, Oregon, the acrylic Tap place. Plastics? They will make you any sort of acrylic cube at any scale you want, plus with acrylic supports to hold it in place. 
That's what I did for my Lego, my Benton collection. I actually went over there and I got some acrylic cubes to keep all my Bentonites in. And then I just built a Lego. Oh, the actual cubes. But it's not like you're sealing it in, in airtight plastic, right? You could. It's not like you're dipping it in like, it's not like. Oh, no, 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 no. Not like in a cast, like fucking well, Jurassic like Park. Acry- yeah, that's what no. I'm thinking. Like, like, like the, 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 the mosquito so I'm amber. sure they could. It would be very expensive with the Millennium Falcon, but they could. But no, you can just There's go there. a little and... door you can open so you can take the Lego things yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. You go to tap motherfucking plastics. It'd be expensive for a larger thing. But uh, uh, they got they exist, my friend. I have exactly enough stuff to fill two Detolf cabinets. You need. To, you should get so a Detolf cabinet. So I'm not allowed to buy any more. Oh, but the Lego catalog. Are you uh-huh. still getting the Lego catalog? Of course I am. Did you see the Ferris wheel they have out there? I know. Yeah, I went to the Lego store recently and I saw it in person. It's like ridiculous. I just. I'm not, not that worried about the Lego. Like having the Ferris wheel. Yeah. But I just love all the moving parts and things like that. I know like you that. do. It's a kind You're of so cool. cute. And it comes. With, you could hook up with an electrified motor. So yeah. You could, like you know. I've to, seen it. I've so seen an operator. You're supposed to crank it in real life, but then it goes yeah. Welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast. This is, of course, our Lego Screaming Corner. I'm yeah, Annie. There's so much cool stuff That's that Bill. Bill is excited about. <laughs> and though the best part was, on the same day that I got my Lego catalog, uh, George and I, we had to go to, uh, out to a print shop so we can like do a press check on these Miyazaki prints that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot we took a detour and we had to go downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Jojo forgot where we were like how to drive or something like that. So, yeah, like, he got lost. We went up downtown, so we had to cross the bridge because uh, in Portland there's all these rivers and bridges uh-huh. and shit like that. We had to cross the bridge, and this is just as they were setting up the Rose Festival yep. downtown. Yeah, and they had a Ferris wheel. That yeah, was by that looked just like the Lego <laughs> Ferris wheel in the catalog. I was so excited because even like the lights oh, going and looking so I mean, all Ferris wheels essentially look the same. As soon as we were cutting across the river, uh, one of the U.S. Navy ships was coming into yeah, town because we have a whole dock here, so we have a whole bunch of ships come in for the Rose Festival. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the bridges, they had to like crack and lower, like lift the thing yeah. so like the ship could fit underneath the bridge. Yeah. And then they had another ship that was like sucking up a shitload of river water, yeah. filling it with dye and shooting into the air, red, white, and blue like yeah. water into the yeah. air. I was like, this is a waste of water. <laughs> People in California would be strangling our asses now. <laughs> Water is now destroyed. I know. You cannot do anything to that river that has not been like, it was just like leaving this frothy purple wake of those. I promise you. I promise you that is the nicest thing that has happened to that river in a long time. There was no ceremony. It's not like people were really watching the ship come into harbor, but like they sent a boat out just to spray a bunch of colored water in the air for no reason. Motherfucker. That's all the wage. That's all the celebration you need. So many people are getting laid right now, Bill. I know. So many people are picking up. Sailor is so filled with so much semen right now. Um, <laughs> Foley, yeah. Foley loves the Navy man. Her her dad was in the Navy, so even though Foley is very much so more, uh, not, is not as bisexual as I will say. <laughs> She's pretty much Tom Hardy, and otherwise she's only on board for women. But she cannot resist a man in uh, a. Does Navy she love man. officer and gentleman? Well, those white outfits look nice. They look is it just so because good. the outfits, or because it's she's, so good. Well, she really she and I don't both, like Navy I love culture. U- uniforms, because like, we're both we're both military brats. So we part of our brains go uniforms good. <laughs> so you gotta love an expendable she man. Was, she was driving by. Fuck you. What <laughs> uh, no, Fuck you. Don't <laughs> say that shit, motherfucker. Um, as she apparently drove by while one of the ships was coming in, and so all the men in their in their whites and their dress whites were uh-huh. on the sides of the ships looting as they came into port. And Foley's just like adjusted her crotch. It's <laughs> like so good. Anyway, Bill, nope, don't make any more cracks about our armed forces. Uh, Bill, tell me about Witcher Three. Okay. Don't know. Bill, for once, listen to me when I tell you. No, I do not no, consent. Bill, 
Yes, talk about Witcher 3, Bill. I failed with the army. They didn't care. <laughs> uh, Witcher 3. I thought you played some Witcher 3 this week. I bought it. I paid, played it for 10 minutes and I realized I don't want to play Witcher like, 3. It was like Grumpy Turtle. We were talking a little bit this week and I was like... We were talking about whether or not we were going to talk about any more Witcher 3 stuff on the podcast this week and Grumpy Turtle was like... Well, no, I was talking about how we probably wouldn't because if you're not playing Witcher 3, then there's not much for me to talk about because uh-huh. I'm just, like, blabbing, like, you know, one way direction at you about yeah. Witcher 3 and you don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm sure Andy's not going to play I Witcher 3. I want to hear because about it. Because you got two weeks. You're getting married in two weeks. Yeah. You already love Dragon Age. Yeah. And I figured even though the Witcher 3 is well, out, you would want to play, you would be using Dragon Age as a comfort blanket. Hold Why on. would you waste your, t- if you could be playing medieval third person action role playing bullshit. Why fuck with the Witcher 3 when you I have squeezed to? all the juice from Dragon Age Inquisition. I have Who played cares? it non-stop since November. Yeah. This is pretty much my fourth playthrough. This is my canon playthrough. I just finished the Jaws of Hack and DLC. Fine, I'll start. I'll talk at you That's one way. Saying, I have no qualms with this. Um, I just finished the Jaws of Hack and DLC for Dragon Age. It was free. For, it was um, uh, has been up on Xbox One for a while. It's just now on PS4. It was a really good thing of DLC. They made a ballsy move, which is... Is they made uh, this DLC really doesn't give you anything more with your companions. Like your companions have commentary and what shit. Are you like about any this other last week? Is a single player DLC? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Single player DLC. You you get a new area and you can go explore it and you can okay. interact with the Avar, which is one of my favorite minor minor races. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, you talked you talked about this last week. Yeah. So I just finished it this week, and they really it's really actually kind of clever because they assume that if you played this enough, enough Dragon Age to play the DLC, then you have a certain amount of investment in the world, mm-hmm. and so instead of um, feeding into more shit with your companions or anything like that, they instead just focus on this new environment and this new culture and how they view what's going on. And also the um, the technically the MacGuffin involves the last Inquisitor. The prior Inquisitor, like seven hundred years. Did they mention the Inquisitor before yeah. that or anything? The Inquisition like that? is. So then they talk about the Inquisition had been something that had been dormant for a long time. Yeah. But I don't know if they are, there was any kind of flashbacks to show like why the well, Inquisition ended or anything. Like it's that. not a flashback did, what, did, game. Did, 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 didn't the Inquisition die off because like the the, the world was like pe- peaceful enough? They didn't need the Inquisition. Anymore? The Inquisition kind of got absorbed into the Seekers of Truth. Okay, is how it goes in the game. That's my favorite band. I know, Bill. So you, um, but it's interesting because one of the themes of Dragon Age is that history is unreliable, mm-hmm. and what we think to be true is not necessarily true. It's like you see it with the villain of Dragon Age. You see, it, I mean, with the elves, like with you know, with with all this shit. It's like all these things that you take as face value because everyone assumes that. Their truths are not necessarily truths. And this DLC plays with that in a very engaging way. I enjoyed the hell out of How it. How long's DLC? Uh, I don't know. It took me about nine hours to beat. Really? That's a hefty... Well, then again, you're... It's a you're, huge environment. It's a new hinterlands. Really? Filled with shit to well, do. Well, I thought it'd be like a new story, like, just within the old environment. I didn't realize you were no. actually attacking on more real estate. It's a again. whole new environment with a whole new culture with the Avar to go interact with. You and, don't feel um, obligated to go th- play through it with all your other characters that you've made? Because you said you've, you've this come up with guy... several canonical playthrough no, characters. No, I just finished saying, this is my canon <laughs> Inquisitor. <laughs> Geraldo, the Herald of Andraste, is the canon Inquisitor. There are different characters. That, like, is there anything in the DLC that would be fundamentally different if you had a character who was, like, a different race and I made different uh, story decisions in the main game? I wonder if there was an element that would be different if you were a different class. Really? Um, class? Possibly um, I wonder if it would be different if you were a different race. I'm not going to say anything because it's it, there's not a lot of narrative beats in this and the What's ones that they have. Though? What are you playing as? I was playing as a human mage. Okay. And uh, um, That's right because you back you wanted, wanted to see what the story was like if you were like one of the actual 
like core character. Yeah, yeah. I was curious because I played the game is so mage centric in terms of the, the it will exactly yeah. and um, being a human mage is a very different political thing from being an elvish elven mage versus being a kunari mage. Those yeah. are all very different um, sort of things. So um, I wanted to be kind of the uh, a, a, a rich person with power. I never get to be that in real life, so I may as well do it in a video game for a little Aww. bit. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, fucking Jaws of, of Hacken was really enjoyable. I highly, 15 bucks seems like a lot for DLC. Well, how much of The Witcher did you play? Like fucking you do. I don't think you would actually buy into this game for like until you like you could find it like for well, twenty bucks. I was gonna something. wait until you were done in eight months and borrow it. But yeah. um Which actually I mean if you'd told me like two weeks ago I would have said, Oh yeah, I'll give it to you whenever you want it, but like now that it's kinda sucked my claws into me, well, I'm like, you, I might Bill, take a you while. did give it to me two weeks ago and then you said I want it back pretty much immediately. <laughs> well mostly not because of the quality of the game, which is because like I just I just didn't have anything to play. Well see that was why I bought Witcher Three, because I'm yeah. like, okay, I finally haven't played almost <laughs> every day since November. I finally feel like I'm done with Inquisition. I should just let you my Wii U with Splatoon. I'm not, I'm not a multiplayer person, though. I say that yeah. to allow me to continue my Dragon Age Inquisition thing. Um, I've been uh, playing... Dragon Age multiplayer is the only multiplayer in the history of multiplayer that has gotten its teeth in me. I really do enjoy that. I like playing all the different classes, and they do a good job of... You level up pretty quickly, and they really do motivate you to prestige your character and start over. Yeah. So And, and then they do weekly objectives that change up the rules of the map a little bit and they've tweaked things yeah, a little Dragon bit. Age multiplayer is that are, is it is it co-op versus uh yeah. like you NPC are four, monsters and shit? You are four adventurers going through a map. Okay, so it's interesting. So you, are you playing as your character or are you choosing like a like a like a pre-made character within the The MacGuffin player? of the game is that these are actually missions from the war table. Oh, that okay. you are a party. Oh, that's for. right, because you mentioned this before. Exactly. So yeah, you're not playing as there, your hero from the main game. No, yeah. there are all of the classes, each variable of the classes are actually a character. They each have a little backstory and oh, okay. like a little personality. Um you can only customize their clothing, that's about it. So it really um, is kinda like the Mass Effect 3 DLC or the multiplayer a little bit in that like you have pre baked races and classes. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, there you could customize a little bit and this yeah. is like, this is a character. You're not just a random hunter That's a nice dude. thing. They actually added some kind of story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, in fact, they just added his DLC. Isabella from Dragon Age 2 is actually a, a character. Cool pirate lady? Yeah, she's yeah. a cool pirate lady. You can get her a hat. She's very excited about it. But uh, I just, uh, they just do, they're really smart about how they, with these weekly objectives, they're like, you'll play the level, a level you played before, but now your goal is slightly different. Um, and uh, they're just, it's really smart. And uh, I just unlocked the uh, um, Zither, who was a joke, an April Fool's Day joke, that they turned into an actual class, who's a magician, he's a mage uh, uh, musician. And uh, so you have, like, a lute, and you talk about your band and stuff. It's really, it's very jokey. But it's very clever, because the, the way it plays <clears throat> is totally different from any other mage class. Well, it sounds like it'd be a support class as opposed to like, an actual confront, yeah, like And I'm, I'm not normally a support class kind of person, mm -hmm. but with this, I really enjoy it. And what's clever is that casting spells, instead of um, pressing a button to cast a particular spell, mm -hmm. you have three chords, and you have to, it's like you have to do, like, electric cold fire to cast this spell, or you have to do electric, electric, electric to cast this spell. And as well, you... It's like the songs in a Zelda game or something like that. Well, it's you, a couple simple button presses, but still, yeah, yeah what you press... And what you press in impacts, what, it's not just press button to cast spell. It's, okay. no, you have to land these chords. Is and he singing? Which chord, well, he's like, he, he, he doesn't sing, but he does oh, play. Oh, I'm going to freeze well, your asshole. Is that the note, like, the songs that you play for each spell are actual songs from the world of Dragon Age. Which makes sense, So yeah. you'll... Hear a little little clip of things. It's like it's really fun. 
fun. And today I hit a. I I played before I came over. I played a game, and it was it was I would had just the perfect like I was I was like okay I'm finally I've leveled this character up enough that I can get into the instead of the easy levels the medium levels. I'm gonna try some medium levels, which are more enemies. And I'm waiting to have our ass handed to us because as I'm looking at my party, like my it's recommended to level eight to like fourteen. My I'm level nine. There's a level one warrior in there. There's a keeper who's just like a kind of median magic dude uh, who's level six and another magician who's like level four. And I'm like, well, we're going to get our asses handed to us. But we were just like the perfect balanced party. See, isn't that great? Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we fucking Does it rocked. happen all the time, but like in a multiplayer no. game where you just have It was to... so good. Did you send like, f- like friend invites to those well, people? So maybe if you wanted to get together later and like The game on... really does encourage playing with randos. It's yeah. actually kind of difficult to play with someone Which is not else. necessarily a bad thing because the if you g- want to kind of mix it up good. all the time, yeah. Like I, I, it, it, I just mute everybody and just fucking go to town and there are ways there are key presses you can even communicate with people and okay. because it's co-op anyway no one is really inclined to go to wild west motherfucker bullshit mm-hmm. so it's just like are you playing with a competent person or at least a fun person to play with and uh it's you yeah, i have never crazy. had i have only had one bad experience in all of dragon Age multiplayer and it was a one where other people were being assholes and not cooperating and then everybody dropped out but other than that, like, and then very quickly, other people came in who were fine. I have never had so much fun playing Dragon Age, playing multiplayer as I have with Dragon it Age. It works. I don't hear anyone else talking about I Dragon know, Age multiplayer. But I love well, it. Granted, the game did come out like nine months ago. Exactly. But still, still. But they're doing. They're just. Is it so... easy to find other people to play with? The oh game, yeah. The game I've never waited more than five minutes to start a match. Uh, so the DLC added Zither. Does it add any extra maps it, or anything? Uh, it added one new map, which is the other. The other maps are very like. Um, air, like you proceed to one area, one pretty linear area to another yeah. pretty linear area, and this map is though it's still linear, is feels much bigger. It's this old castle with a dragon at the top of it. Oh, and, cool! Uh, if you if you have a certain item, you can hit this gong and actually bring the dragon down so you can fight it. Okay. But if you don't fight the dragon, then you just have to do this final big battle, and while the dragon is swirling around sniping at you, Shit. And it's it's fucking. That actually fun. sounds like what the multiplayer, multiplayer trailers games. for this game kind of. Pro- too, because they yeah. show people like taking down a dragon and working yeah. together. It's I Aww. fucking love. Are that you attacking different parts of its bodies? Because I think I remember seeing yeah. that in like the trailer was like somebody can attack the neck while you're attacking like yeah. the butt. Yeah, yeah. Well, like each each part has a new health bar. So yeah, exactly, you, exactly. If you manage yeah. to take out one of the legs, then it'll limp and it'll. Does the leg like, fall off? And, no, it's still there. It's oh, just, that's like, I want you to be able to chop it so. down like a fucking tree. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Anyway, I really, really, I, I, oh. I played Dragon Age multiplayer at launch and it kind of rolled off of me. But yeah. it's just it's something I don't play every day, but I'll play two matches a week, three matches a week, okay. and enjoy the fuck out of it. And I've spent a lot of money in their store, too. <laughs> do they have, like, the me. random drops that you, like, uh, you can pay for in Mass Effect? So the what they do is that you can, you get new items. You get new items, be that, like, either, like, uh, bonuses to attach to your clothing, or new weapons, or new outfits, even, or uh, things you can use to craft outfits, randomly in the level. Or you can, as you earn money, you can buy chests that contains random things of that. Or occasionally, like this weekend, they're doing chests that are just like, if you buy this, you are guaranteed to just get these many levels of just metal or just cloth or just leather. And you want to get that shit. And of course, you can break down shit to craft things just like you can in that single player. You want to get that stuff because that's the only way to unlock classes. Mm -hmm. So this weekend, I needed cloth to unlock Zither, and so I dropped some money on the cloth packs. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Less than $10? Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I spent twenty dollars on this. You know, like a good steak dinner, whatever. Hey, did you get to there? Are you having fun with it? I'm having so fuck? much fun with this fucking. Compared to other people, drop like twenty dollars. And the a thing day is that on... you don't have to do this. Like you do know, randomly yeah. unlock characters, but I mean it's all random. It's very smart. Like as, they they get you. As someone who's been playing the Star Wars Card Trader app on my iPad, <laughs> you're still playing that. And what the funny? Because there's nothing to play. I was gonna say oh, this is like. Like, so every day you check into the game, they give you, like, a bunch of free credits that mm-hmm. you use to cash in on, like, they, there's a random collection of card packs that you can buy with those credits every day. Yeah. And, the, and then the selection of card packs kind of changes every day. But uh, different card packs uh, will come randomly. Some of them may come with an insert card, which is super rare. They, uh-huh. like, they only print so many of the specific cards. Yeah. Like, oh, today we, uh, we, we're we going to offer uh, special Princess Amidala cards. Yeah. In, uh, like, in this one spe- uh, special pack for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you're not, the, these uh, insert, we'll have like 2,500 uh, of these cards inserted into these packs. No guarantee that you'll actually get one of the inserts because it's totally random, but here's roughly what your chances are if you spend your credits on this card pack. Sure. That you might get that card. And uh, so, like, if there's a, a really kind of cool card, and of course, like, you're going to drop whatever free credits they give you, and you're likely not to get that card that you right, really, right. Really, really shoot well, you for. Drop the actual but then money it's always there. the thing where it's yeah. like, if you drop $5, We'll give you like a thousand more, like like a hundred thousand more credits that you can yeah. spend. And like I've never, I haven't dropped any money because it's like I said, it's not even a game. Yeah, it's Why literally is that you're throwing your money into the garbage. Of a card that has a picture of Princess Amidala. Yeah, but there's a couple of cool things like you know, like they have old retro cards and stuff like that. Where I'm like, well, they started having cards that are based off of poster art from all the different movies. And oh, that yeah. got me because they have like Drew Struzan cards yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. That's the thing where I'm like, oh. <laughs> and well, I was trying to get something yesterday. <laughs> was it like they introduced a new color tier of cards? Oh teal God. cards? Because we already run out of all the other kind of colors and resorted to teal. Chartreuse. And so I was trying to get like like the first six cards and I blew all my fucking you know, free credits and if there was a moment there I was like, oh, maybe I should drop five bucks just for shits and giggles. And I was like, no, this is not even nope. a game. Yeah, it's, it's a slippery just, slope, right, It's just collecting. It's not even, even Pokemon, which is all yeah. about collecting. You're still fighting and there's a game to it. Yeah. This isn't even that. And People really, have gotten I, really fucking smart in how they, mo- they monetize that it's shit. It's fucking amazing. Because I don't even spend any time. Advice, I, I yeah. literally wake up in the morning. First thing I do is like check Twitter, check my yeah. email, check the Star Wars Trader thing just to see what's <laughs> available. Spend my credit allotment for the day, and literally about a minute and a half. That's it. I don't t- touch the thing again for another twenty four hours. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, when you've got like a game there where like it's free, technically yeah. it's free, but like you know, you knew if you knew if you just dropped a couple bucks. What's the lowest tier of my uh, cash can you drop on the Dragon Age? Oh, thing? like four bucks, five. That's bucks. what I'm saying. It's always like four or five bucks, which is like the lowest threshold, and that's yeah. always kind of because t- it's only like four or five bucks. You're like, well, I was thinking about ordering a pizza, but if I don't order that pizza, yeah. that means I thought like I, I essentially made myself for fifteen free dollars available that I could spend on this game. Oh man, so I can understand the psychology. The little it. thing they do that I'm like, fuck you, you're manipulating me. Yeah. Is, so if you buy the, the, in Dragon Age, you earn gold, but you can buy platinum, and you can unlock it's like chests. super gold. With gold or with platinum. Yeah. And if you buy platinum, then they give you uh, X amount of bonus platinum, depending on how much money you spend. So maybe, like, you get 1% for spending 5 bucks, you get 10% for spending... And if you spend 100 bucks, you get, like, probably, like, 25% bonus platinum. Mm-hmm. But they give you these bonuses and uneven numbers that you can't consume. So you'll be there, and you'll be like, oh, the smallest chest costs 100 platinum. 
platinum, but I only have 25. Mm. But if I buy this, then I'll get plus 75 platinum, and that'll be nice and balanced. So I'm, like, looking at this, and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you for doing this to me. Well, they do the Star Wars card charger thing. Like, they have cards that you're, like, you'll you'll get guaranteed, if you drop cash, you will yeah. be guaranteed a card. Uh, or you'll have a higher chance of getting a card if you spend money. Uh-huh. And, like, it's just, like, like yeah, fuck you, assholes. <laughs> and, yeah, it's smart. So. It's smart, just little shit that tweaks I, your, your psychology. I fuck the last time I've, I've essentially like tried to play free to play game where I threw cash down. I can't. I, I've spent cash. Well, some games, especially iOS games, if it's something that's free and I like See, it enough, I'll throw it down extra money on DLC just to throw money at the at the people. Sure, yeah. Or it's like I want to support this game. Like, I have an addict's heart, dude. That's the thing. It's like I have an addiction streak a mile wide in me. Yeah. This shit is dangerous for me. I uh, I told y'all, I talked about on the podcast before I got really into Marvel Puzzle Quest for a while there, because I love the Puzzle Quest games. And they do random card packs and that. And I fucking probably spent, by the time I stopped playing that game, easily $125, yeah, if not okay. $175. You still have the uh, app on your phone? I deleted it. I was like, the only so way... Can you get this card back? No. Oh, no! I very That's... consciously, there was a way to save it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to delete this game, because okay, it, well, is, if it's, it if, totally if, tapped if risk my losing more money and like time on well, it just okay, that it's just fun. like it totally was like becoming i could feel myself getting like addicted I'm like yeah. no, no no this is bad okay. so i'm not to that point with dragon age multiplayer please god <laughs> that's the thing Bill... with me in the star wars tra- there's no risk of addiction for me in the yeah. star wars trader thing but yeah, you don't funny. have an addict i heart. can feel those tugs though even though I, I i pride myself I'm, I'm better than that no nope. i can still feel no, like not. i can feel these claws <laughs> not sinking into my skin but i can and feel the worst part is bill you do it once they're like oh that was easy and then it's just fucking you keep going i'm already i just fucking humiliated myself exactly. i would go all in exactly so yeah so how much of the witcher 3 did you play like so when you loaned it to me i played maybe the first hour which is just like the tutorial and then uh, I, I got literally just beyond the tutorial i met you know how you open and you do all the tutorial stuff and then you're with your dude and you're at the end and you have to go talk to them yeah i got about 10 minutes past that and i was like fuck this game it took a while i was kind of the same thing for like again again i didn't realize the game had like sunk its claws into me a little yeah. until after you took it and i was like ah, i wish I... and not even before the game but it was a brand new game with like a lot of explorer uh, exploratory stuff which yeah. that's a big thing for me i love to be able to explore and see new mm-hmm. things in games and... i hate it doesn't so... quite hold my hand enough it's like kind of a pc game where it's well, like so. well it's like go find a thing and I'm like, fuck See, I you. I like that, yeah. I know, I like it to a point, but there's a certain point where I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to just waste my time in this open world trying to figure out the one random thing you want me to click. The way that games tell stories and the stakes they have for the stories are really interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's a little more fucked up than get the stuff I saw it. in Dragon Age. I have no but games. But The Witcher 3 <laughs> does not have nearly as many interesting games as, uh, characters as Dra- uh, Dragon Age. But Bill, it has an that's... in-game card game. That compensates, right? <laughs> that's one of the things. That game, Witcher 3, is so fucking big. It's essentially this generation Sky- this console generation Skyrim. That doesn't need the card game. There's so much shit to do that's a card game, which is actually, the card game's not even terrible, but at the same time, there's already so much shit to do. It's like yeah. the card game's just extra, like, unnecessary cherry on top of everything else. Yep. But yeah, I do kind of wish the characters were a little more there's I wish there more fun characters there is no awesome sexy brown lady with a clipboard with a candle <laughs> on it nothing quite that stupid yeah. or silly in the witcher yeah. witcher's 3 is a little more ground yeah, the witcher, more political, witcher doesn't like, seem to have any joy in it it does and there are some funny parts oh god i did this thing funny is not joy necessarily what, there's, joy. what do you mean joy <laughs> pill i mean when you play something and your heart is glad I did go on a mission last night where I was trying to track down the notes from a tyromancer. What is a tyromancer? Uh, a cheese wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the game was 
just fucking with me? No, it is a lengthy quest about how you try to search search for the notes for this guy who is like it's pretty funny. He's literally a cheese wizard. Uh, so the game has a sense of humor. Witcher Three has a sense of humor, but it is kind of dour. And There's a difference between a sense of humor and joy. Female, female, females all do have fuck me shoes too. <laughs> And that's kind of like, yeah. again, Dragon Age, a little bit better with gender and stuff like this. Yeah. This really is all the ladies have the you exact same have, body and fuck me heels. You could not have a Cassandra and an Aveline in the world of The Witcher. Yeah. I talked a little bit before about how most... I think I went on a date. And then actually, yeah. I, like, I accidentally went on a date. Yeah. I didn't even, I was like doing something and then this whole like fucking two hour long quest thing happened, which I yeah. did not mean to get myself suckered into. Yeah. But it turned out that I went on a date with somebody. Yeah. They got lost in the woods and like turned into a whole other quest. And, like, yeah. I, the the storytelling, how they weave story and quest stuff into the sure. Witcher 3 was really interesting. It's yeah. it's definitely a little more nuanced from what I saw of Dragon Age again, sure. because I only played like the first like only eight hours of Dragon sure. Age. But I don't know, it's interesting. I, I like the fact that both games are available on the same platforms. Mm -hmm. They're kinda interesting. They're very different experiences. They are. Like they're they're not even trying to be the but same. They're still the kind of open thing. world and stuff. But I don't know. It's it, I think it's apples and oranges a little bit. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of curious to see what you think about The Witcher 3 if you play it. Yeah, because even down to the combat. Like, Dragon Age is meant to be more like an old school kind of... But, like, a modern take on that. Whereas Witcher... The combat in Witcher is much more, like... There's just more action-oriented. Do you even level up your character enough to start, like, changing how he fights and stuff? I need to because... In that tutorial, like, here's 87 button presses that you need to master. And I'm like, fuck this. After a while, you learn all you need to do is, like, the, the quick attack, like, the simple attack, yeah. which is that, because, like, yeah. the, the, the the powerful attack in Witcher 3 is so slow that yeah. you're never really going to use it because, like, all the other enemies can, but like, still, block like, it and just, like... We talked a little bit, like, the text is so tiny. I had to... It turns out I had discovered that the PlayStation 4 has a thing for um, people with visual impairment where you can zoom in. Uh -huh. And I had to turn that on so I can <laughs> fucking read the text of Witcher. Yeah. I'm like, nope. Fuck they this. did just... Uh, they are being pretty aggressive how they patch stuff. They just put out a patch last night, which is supposed to make, like, like the controls easier and stuff because a lot of people are bitching about how... Oh, good. Maybe I'll play Funky it the controls now. have been. Yeah. But that they, they're they saying that they are working. One of the next patches will be, like, for larger text okay, and good. stuff. They, well, the patch that they just had last night, uh, the, it's weird because instead of, like, having a larger HUD, uh, they added a bunch of, like, colorblind options instead. Which, Interesting. Which is weird that they prioritized that over, like, larger Oh, I did text see that because I turned it on. Or something like that. Because I'm but, like, I just Yeah, but The Witcher 3, I'm, I'm having a pretty good time. I really, and that game world is fucking huge. Yeah. I finally got, the, like, the snowy mountain shit last night. It was, like, really beautiful and... But yeah, it's it's the, some of the quest stuff in there was really fucked up. The Bloody Baron quest. Get to the Bloody Baron quest. Mm -hmm. Beat that quest. You pretty much beat The Witcher three. <laughs> Even though that's only one drop in the bucket, that is such yeah. like a perfect like little encapsulation. It's one of the first major quest lines in the yeah. game that you can run across too. Yeah. And I would say if you can get to the end of that quest line, mm -hmm. if you dig that, keep on playing. If not, then you could you could officially say I tried Witcher three. Yeah, I appreciate everyone loving it, but. Yeah. I need to go back to some fucking Dragon Age multiplayer. <laughs> so that I mean that that's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah, Witcher Three, not that bad. Um, Bill, tell me about Pompoko. <gasps> Pompoko, have you ever heard of Pompoko? What is Pompoko? Pompoko is the little little scene. Uh, it's Studio Ghibli movie with the Tanuki with the oh, dolls. I know of it. Have you but seen, I've not it? seen it again? I had no idea because I'd always heard about this movie that you know because like I guess in Japan Tanuki, the little raccoon mm -hmm. guys are like little magical shape-shifting dudes have, who have giant balls. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to a Chinese restaurant or something, you always see like little like ceramic tanuki statues yeah. with the big balls and stuff like that. This is uh, So Studio Ghibli, 20 years ago, they made a movie about those critters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had no idea they actually released them. 
Disney put that out on Blu-ray in the United really? States earlier this uh, the, this spring. Yeah. JoJo bought it, and uh-huh. so we watched it for the first time this week. It's actually really cute. Yeah. It's, so it's about a bunch of tanukis. There's such a little raccoon dogs who live in the forest. It takes place during like like uh, Tokyo in the 1960s, and mm-hmm. of course Tokyo is expanding, so they're tearing sure. down all the forests around Tokyo so they can build new uh, uh, apartments and shit like that. And so these tanuki are being driven out of their forest, and so they're trying to use their shape shifting abilities to strike back against the development. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's like Fern Gully. It really it, it, <laughs> is. That what? Because I've never seen Fern Gully, but I assume that's what it's about. Because I know it's, it's about been a long time since I've seen Fern Gully, so I'm well, guessing. Well, instead of does a human shrink and want to fuck a fairy, and there's a water Walkman, where every, he turns on the Walkman and everyone can hear it through his headphones and they dance. There's a dance party. And there's a bat that's voiced Does he by... he specifically uh, drink, shrink because he wants to fuck a fairy? <laughs> I, think it's, I think he shrinks and he wants I to see fuck him see the fairy and he's like, I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> and he's just like this Hulkamania movie goes... Shrinked out. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please continue. No, but isn't there... Doesn't have like a rat bat voiced by Robin Williams? It does. That's what it's getting That's the other thing. Pomboko is great. Because I guess whenever... I don't know when they uh, dubbed this movie we watched the dub mm-hmm. it's great because instead of like fucking fancy famous people it's fucking Tress McNeil it's yeah. Maurice LaMarche oh nice they it's just like all the guys the yeah. most famous voice actor in the cast is Clancy fucking Brown oh, in terms yeah. of like star power <laughs> the fucking guard from the fucking uh, Sh- uh, Shawshank Redemption <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of nice to see a professional voice cast yeah. like you know because yeah. they must have like dubbed this like maybe 10 years ago but I don't yeah. know when they would have dubbed it because like I said I don't know if it yeah. ever came out in the states until this actual Blu-ray so I don't know if huh. this dub was just done for the Blu-ray, but it's a cute story. But it ends super sad because you know what are the two? They don't do? win. Yeah, they don't win. <laughs> yeah. But they're so because they're like shape shifting mini gods. There's a lot like it's a perfect story for animation. Yeah. Because even though it's like kind of grounded, it takes place technically in our world, like modern day Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, relatively modern day Tokyo. Uh, but still, like with all the transformation stuff, it's and like, the Tanuki tra- uh, They 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 uh, oscillate from being. Sometimes, whenever humans are, are looking at the tanuki, they're drawn and animated realistically, so they mm. really just do, do look like little, like, raccoon dogs. Yeah. Uh, but when they're just talking among themselves, they just turn into, like, little fucking Ewoks, and, you know, yeah. they're, they're talking and stuff, and, like, they're sure. wearing pants and, like, yeah. yelling at each other and watching TV and playing video games. <laughs> but when they get super silly, they turn into, like, this extra cartoony, like, yeah. like, fucking <laughs> wizard people, their reader characters or something like that. And so they kind of oscillate between those three different states at random throughout the movie, depending on their personalities and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's 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 a true it's a cool little movie it's not a miyazaki movie it's directed by the other guy at studio uh ghibli uh so takahata who also did like grave of the fireflies and yeah. stuff and he's he's a real weirdo because i may have talked about him on the podcast before because he does a lot of weird he loves japanese mythology and mm-hmm. kind of combining japanese mythology with like modern day stuff in a different way that's different than... Whereas, like, Miyazaki does more outright just, like, fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Asao Takahata is less afraid of just having, like, a super sad ending or, like, kind of... Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of... He has a different thing going on with his, yeah. his stuff. Miyazaki and will do melancholy, but he won't do sad. Melancholy, yeah. And this yeah. actually kind of has a sad, fucked up ending. I don't know. It's, it's Pompoko. Yeah. It's, you can buy it on, on Amazon for, like, 20 bucks. I'm sure you can, like, rent it from iTunes. It's a cool little... And you get to see raccoons flying around with balls. There's a big thing where they attack a bunch of construction worker. They make their balls super big like cannonballs start crushing construction workers <laughs> they fly around with their testicles I had seen excerpts of that like yeah. on YouTube before yeah. and people were like what the fuck is wrong with anime it's so crazy but it's like it's cute like you know it's when woven into actually watching the movie it's cute it's funny That's awesome. it's good you don't see do the women have balls because you have Tress McNeil yeah 
I don't think she... Well, they do also talk about only some of the um, raccoon dogs can shapeshift. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a Oh, okay. Pompoko. Not bad. Pompoko. Bon the ball sack movie. Also a great name for a pet. It bon is Poco. a good name for a pet. Um, I, The only thing I've watched this week... Uh, I, this week, I have been really tired. Foley's had a really big project. My depression has been kicking my ass this week. So we have both been in bed by 8.30 or 9 and asleep by 9.30 to live. If every you can pull night. that off, that is like a little treat for yourself. Exactly. So uh, we haven't really done your, much this week. Treat yourself to the... <laughs> the sweet embrace of death. Um, Especially at like 9.30, it's still light outside. I know, it is. I have been in bed by the time it's light <laughs> out every time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I, we've watched more Veep. We're now in season two of Veep. Yeah, because you were raving about that last week. The show is ridiculous. It's so good. Alice and Janie just showed up as a cameo in a recent episode. Um, I was thinking about well, it. You said they kind of like, like they, they kind of make fun of the West Wing. Oh, it's totally consciously riffing on yeah. West Wing. Um, uh, the... Uh, one thing that I suddenly realized is that um, there she has she's divorced. She's the vice president of the United States. She's divorced. Veep, she not has a, oh, That's correct. Uh, Seinfeld. A, yeah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld is divorced. Um, she has a daughter, an adult daughter. She just turned twenty-one. That's not Anna Klumsky. It's not Anna Klumsky. Okay. And um, she's a terrible mother. Like she loves her daughter, but she's just a. An asshole. She's just an unrepentant well, asshole. It's still a relatively sympathetic asshole well, see, moms. That's the she's thing. the main character. It made me it made me think about how you don't have very many sympathetic asshole moms in media. Like you have a lot of sympathetic asshole dads where it's like this dad is not a good the dad. The mom but from Arrested well. Development, that I can't think thing. of anyone else. I literally was only able to think of her. Archie and even then Bunker's wife? It's like And she's not an asshole, she's not a mom. It was just interesting <laughs> to have and because the whole thing is that she's a she's a shitty king of her shitty mom kingdom. From Archer? Yeah, you can say a little bit, like, there. But she's, you know... But seriously, again, it's Jessica Walters, so what does that say? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't have very many sympathetic bad moms. But the show is funny. Everything the else is The show is funny as hell. Oh, I gotta catch up it's with It's the sort of thing... Oh, those are good things. I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So, Foley now has a huge crush on her, by the way. So I can see the <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, uh, it's just so funny and so biting. I can only watch, like, one episode a night, though. It's only 30 <laughs> minutes because it's so mean and so humiliating. Because yeah. there just terrible people and terrible things happen to them but there's so many good zingers there's this one asshole this real terrible dude like the worst dude on the show and one of the characters was insulting him and he said like you're like frankenstein's monster if frankenstein's monster was made of dead dicks <laughs> it's just such a good line so who's the Bill president in this world do they even bother we have not the actual seen president? the president yet. okay because it's kind of like okay 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 yeah, yeah, i'm sure yeah. we will eventually because if for no I'm, i know things are going to change because do they talk about the president so do you, do you get a beat on oh, yeah. his or her personality well one like? of the running jokes is that one of the first things she says in the first episode of the show is she walks in and she turns to her secretary and says has the president called I'm like no and that's a running joke they do almost every episode okay but um uh i have a feeling it's going to change only because there's a character on on the show named will and i was trying to figure out when I knew him from, because he looked very familiar. Turns out he was in Scott Pilgrim. He's the guy who throws the party who knows everyone. The dude with the glasses and the floppy hair. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah, I knew yeah, him. Yeah. But I Googled him, but his name is Will. So I Googled Will Veep. And of course, that auto-grade completed all this shit because that started with sentence. And one of the things is Will Veep changed his name. And I'm like, okay, well, she either becomes the president or something else. Or something like that, exactly, yeah. I guess. So anyway, this show is fucking hilarious and you really need to watch it. Where, what are you watching it on? On Amazon Prime. The first season is now free on Amazon. 
Amazon Prime. Okay. I want to buy the second season because I'm like, I'm having a good enough time with this that uh, I'll probably oh, keep buying man, it. Oh, man, that sounds awesome. So, anyway, uh, so, Bill, tell me about Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. So, I officially am tapped out of Game of Thrones. I officially don't give a shit. You can tell, I know that they are now deviating from the books. Oh, yeah, no, the, this is like the third to last episode, and by yeah. the end of the season, they will be pretty much out. They will have maybe a, a tiny scrap of yeah. stuff that they haven't documented in the books yet. They will be out of fucking gas in two episodes. I saw that people were saying that anybody who gave up on Game of Thrones after the Sansa incident will regret missing this last episode. Not necessarily, because there's a big spoiler for Game of Thrones in the latest episode. Yeah. Not because it's not like, if you were upset by the Sansa stuff... there's a big fight. Let me put it this way. In this Those episode. are all dudes who said that. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. I saw people tweeting about that. I'm like, I don't think you understand why people are upset about the Santa thing. And this is coming from someone who didn't think the Santa thing was as a big deal as other people. Even though I'm just like, ah, there's justification for wanting to check. Especially because they did something similar to Cersei last season where she yeah. got fucked up in a way that wasn't in the books. And, uh, but yeah, no, the new episode. If 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 you have absolutely no personal standards, yeah, uh, and if you continue to watch uh, Game of Thrones, it was fucking crazy. Well, again, because they're running out of stuff uh, uh, to document from the, the from the books. This is the first time in the show where, if you haven't read the books, like it surprised everyone. So yeah. okay, so the Game of Thrones, the show is shaped in such a way that usually the big highlight episode of every season, the big climactic episode, is the next to last episode. Yeah, yeah, which is should be you the can episode see some shit tonight. happens, and then you can see the impact of yeah, that exactly, happening. which that should be tonight. So last week, uh, the first half of the episode was just people talking. And that's, yeah, usually lead up into the big climax thing. The first, like, the the, the episodes leading up to the big climax are very talky because they're saving all their budget. So it's a bunch of people in dimly lit hall saying, like, RTV, (laughs) RTV, and each other. We have to save money for the budget for the next two episodes. Exactly. So that's what was uh, the first half of this episode is, which actually, not to say nothing happens in the first half of the episode because you get the first half of the episode is the first meeting of Tyrion and uh, Daenerys. They get to, I, which again, mm-hmm. something that's never happened in the books yet. Yeah. And so you get to see them meet and hang out for the first time. And that's a great, legitimately great scene. I'll believe Those it. Those two characters, the yeah. actors working together. Yeah, it's yeah. Like really great because they're both like fucking Emily Clark. Is, I love that Is Hyde and like Tyrion Lannister. And it seemed like Peter Dinklage for a while there was kind of coasting as Peter. Because yeah. he's... Well, his character, character doesn't have a lot to do. Yeah, especially yeah. once he gets king, k- kicked out of King's Landing. All he really has to do is like grow a beard and drink a lot and kind of yeah. piss himself and just kind of be a knock. But now that his character actually has something to do again, and now he's like acting with yeah. someone he's never had to act with before, he's kind of like on his game again. I mean, like Clark's fucking hilarious. So that was cool just to see like the That's fr- awesome. again. It's something like if even if you've read the books, it's something you haven't seen before, so you don't know exactly what's going to go down. But still, the rest of the episode is all talky talky. Uh, so Jon Snow goes up north to because he's trying to recruit the wildlings. To say, yeah. hey, we gotta go f- yeah. attack the ice zombies. And right in the middle of their meeting, the ice zombies attack. Yeah. And fucking kill everyone. <laughs> spoilers for Game of Thrones. Super spoiler. Seriously. Yeah. So I thought what was gonna happen because the last Game of Thrones book ends. The big cliffhanger is. Jon Snow gets stabbed. Yeah, by yeah. The Night's Watch, and I thought that was going to be the big twist in this because, or if if they weren't going to have him get stabbed by the Night's Watch, I thought it was he was going to get maybe stabbed by like the the ice zombies or something yeah. like that. That doesn't quite happen, so I'm assuming that may happen tonight because, like I said, tonight's like so it should be the big battle episode. But the, yeah, but this this week was the big battle episode. It is one of the best 
the zombie movies ever. Yeah? But concentrated in the 20 minutes last half of this episode those, of Game of Thrones. Because those zombies are fucked up scary. Especially because you don't know what's happening. Because like it's an, yeah. an old episode of talking, so you think it's going to be talking. And so you have people up north, like, they're all talking to each other yeah. and stuff. And then, like, a fucking cloud of fucking white snow worlds, and you're like, fuck yeah, that's not good. Yeah! And then the wildlings are like, oh, we should close the gates, and that's not good. And all these extra wildlings get stuck behind the gates, and the snow comes down and, like, steals away all the wildlings stuck outside of the gates that the wildlings are trying to protect themselves with. Yeah. And you're like, that's not good. And you're assuming, like, okay, everyone's going to get in the boats and run away, and we'll find out what's happening next week or something like that. Yeah. Like, no. And suddenly you find out those people have been turned into zombies, and they start, like, burst uh, through the gate. And cuss And then it really just devolves into a flat-out fucking everyone getting fucking massacred, except for yeah. Jon Snow, like, six wildlings and, like, two oh, crows man. finally get away. Shit. But it is, like, shit the goes ga- down. The zombies in those books are fucking scary, because you can't kill them! Mm-hmm. Like, if you fucking chop up their arm, their arm will come after you! Jon Snow comes up, he's trying to convince the wildlings, like, okay, not only are am I trying to help you guys... Have, have like, In this show, have they discovered that, what is it, Valerian Steel will That's the thing in this episode, too. Is because, Valerian like, Steel and Fire, that's uh, it. it was, Jon Snow brings, a whole, brings up a whole bag of gla- dragonglass weapons that yeah. is uncle or, or whatever yeah, left yeah, for him. Yeah. And so he's trying to tell the wildlings, like, okay, we find out the hard way that uh, Dragonglass will kill the White Walkers. Yeah. And they're all like, haha, uh, who gives a shit? But of course, the zombies end up attacking, but the dragon gla- bag of Dragonglass weapons gets left behind. Yeah. It's a whole big thing. That happens in the book. I, I can't say. remember, yeah. But Jon Snow does... they find a cache and then they lose it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, it gets you're a little weird. Like, but Jon Snow does get uh, involved in a sword fight with an actual like one of the head of white walkers not like one of the zombies but one of the ones who's capable of resurrecting the dead and uh he yeah it turns out his valerian steel sword can't actually destroy white walkers Mm -hmm. so now you know it's fire dragon glass and valerian steel can save people but still he gets super fucked up and like yeah it is and like the zombie effects are great because it's not just like people with like some like you know blood caked on their faces but like they're fighting skeletons i know it's really it's fucked up you might want to check it is like ah. have we seen uh and the show has we have we seen what happens to his to rob stark's mom yet or not uh, to caitlin caitlin stark everyone's keep waiting for that to drop oh has that not happened yet that's the thing and, and the were the, the the book because the show's almost down to the books they've gone clear past the point where if she had shown huh. up in the same point in the books that she would. Because she up. did die. She did get killed. She at the gets red flat wedding, out killed. Yeah. At the red, but she's resurrected by a magic dude. Oh, so you see at least that she is resurrected. No, you don't even see that. And so oh. everyone. What has? Okay, I can't remember who, but somebody does go to see that guy. That character that, exists on the show. That's yeah. why they pay, they huh. they specifically like paid attention like this Isn't guy. It, and they actually they show I, in one episode they show him like resurrecting somebody or something. Like, essentially, they showed him on the show doing whatever it would take to explain Lady Stoneheart. Essentially, yeah. But Lady the, Stoneheart is one of the most fucked up, weird, nasty things. Everyone's still waiting for like yeah. are they gonna bring it back later? Or are they just yeah. gonna like? Is maybe that's something they were planning to, but decided not to at the maybe, last. Maybe that lady has this job on another show or something. Well, and they so contract the thing. last episode of this season next week's episode the finale is called Mother's Mercy oh shit and so that's what everyone's like well the other thing is yeah. Cersei's yeah Cersei's all that ar- shit with her shit oh man this See, is like, okay. so everyone's wondering if that title's not just about her See, Game of Thrones is bad. <laughs> it is bad and manipulative garbage. But the thing is, is that there are some things in that sh- in that book that are just so intense and so like, oh shit! So I read 
all of those books when I was still working retail. On uh. I, and I broke them out. The only time I read them was during my lunch break every day. And so I would read 30 minutes of all the Game of Thrones books every day. And then I would go excitedly tell Foley everything that happened. So I can't remember half the shit yeah, exactly, Game of Thrones, yeah. but she remembers it all because I told it all to her. I'll be like, who's this person? She's like, oh, it's da-da-da. Though she's never read a single book. And there are some <laughs> things in that book that every time I would just put my book down, I'm like, this lady fucking birthed a shadow monster that killed a dude! Like, <laughs> fucking Lady Stoner! You would not believe the garbage that happened with Sarah <laughs> And it's like, that shit, I, I so can't help it. I just hear you describe it, it gets me all amped. God yeah, damn. Yeah, I mean, if you have, do you have, like, HBO no. Go or anything like no. that? Any way to, like, I do need, really, that's what I keep thinking as I'm watching Veep. I'm like, getting close to the end of the second season, and I'm like, I need to make friends with somebody with HBO. Well, Fifteen bucks you on your if you still have Apple t- Apple TV. No, I can't do that and kickboxing. <laughs> and also, we know our, our 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 Apple TV is first gen and is officially a toaster. At oh, this point. supposedly this week they're gonna announce. Is it this this week or next week they're gonna announce the new Apple TV that's supposed to be I'm, like, I'm a lot of gaming stuff. I'm out. Oh, no, the I know market. you're talking about the Apple market. Though they but. do have some fucking good developers roped into the Amazon thing. The dude who did Just Cause Two is working in Amazon. Yeah. The lady who did worked on Portal and did that one puzzle game that no one liked. She's yeah. at Amazon now. Oh, so see. we'll see what that goes. But I get the recent Game of Thrones. No. No. Um, I'm, I'm out of Game of Thrones. I'm just just tell me what happens and I'll get excited. And uh, so yeah, tonight. So tonight is sounds like it's going to be Stannis going to yeah. he's going to attack Winterfell again, which is yeah. something that the last book ends with, like lead yeah. up to him going to attack uh, Winterfell. So oh, that's going to happen. Oh, man. Um, you've got I can't remember where where does Jorah Mormont get left off in the books? Uh, last we saw him, Jorah is my favorite character, and I Jorah always feel Mormont. he's such an ass. I wonder if he's not such a broken tonight. ass. I know. So let's see. He, he is branded and he's he's disfigured right he because he was a slave i think they're freed and i think i can't remember what happens so what they did in 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 the show so you went around drunk with Tyrion. so yeah so okay so the last season ends with Tyrion killing his dad and running off to no jorah doesn't to meet yeah he runs out Tyrion runs off to go meet uh queen daenerys um and on the show, he's already going off. He's he's running to go meet yeah. uh, Queen Daenerys. Oh, wait. When she... he runs into Jorah, and yeah. Jorah kidnaps him yep. to take him to Queen Daenerys. Yep. And even turns like, this is a waste of a kidnapping. Because I was already heading towards your queen. What yeah. are you doing? He wants he wants the glory. I think the last time we, we see him is that he is so fallen in her estimation that she she's like doing a siege in a city or something. And she's like, I need someone to crawl in through the sewers. Oh, and see that would happen. That would happen on this week's episode. Yeah, well, the same spoilers episode. for this week's episode. <laughs> she, she, no, no, no. I mean, well, last week's this is the same episode. Oh yeah. Well, so so in the show, uh, Jorah Mormont brings Tyrion to Daenerys, and Daener- Daenerys essentially just kicks him back out of the city. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At the same time, she has just reinstated like these uh, gladiatorial Olympic shit going on in the city. Uh-huh. So what he's decided to do is sell himself back into slavery, so he can fight in these gladiatorial Olympics in front of her. And to win her, like, get his honor back in front of her or something like that? That's tonight's not, episode. I should not like Jorah, but he's my favorite Also, character. Jorah, also the, the reason... Fact, the fact that Jorah Mormont is my favorite character in Game of Thrones pretty much sums up all of my issues in one little the, fell the swoop. The twist to Jorah Mormont's thing is, while he was uh, bringing... Man, apologies to anyone who's not giving a shit about Game of Thrones <laughs> the last 20 minutes of this talk. Uh, so, on his way to bring uh, Tyrion to Daenerys, he accidentally contracted... 
uh, this what's what's the thing that turns people to stone in that in that world? Oh yeah, stone bloodedness or whatever. Uh, anyway, grayscale. It's yeah, grayscale. grayscale. He has contracted grayscale, so he knows his life is is limited. Limited anyway. Mm. Yeah, he's got like his arms like turning to gray and scaly. I think that does happen in the book. And mm. so that's part of the reason why he's also he's figuring I he's if he's gonna die, Jareth. he's gonna go out in a you know blaze glory in front of Daenerys. And so that's it seems like that's gonna be tonight's episode. Who knows what the fuck's mm. going on? So I'm sure more I don't know. And I'm assuming Jon Snow is gonna get the shit stabbed yeah. either tonight or tomorrow uh, yeah. next week's episode. But yeah, Game of Thrones. Like it's like well made too. Like that zombie. Like I said, the ice zombie shit. Oh man, especially with the ice zombie shit. There's a big fucking giant running around. Yeah, one of the, nice the fact that it's not just humans, that it's like all is mm-hmm. fucked up. One players. of the nice things they do in that episode too, with the uh, ice zombie attack, is when Jon Snow's going up to meet the wildlings to try to convince them to to, to, to join the crows. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, there's one of the people who join him. One of the wildlings. This is super badass. I think she's like a Swedish actress or something uh-huh. like that. But she begrudgingly says, "Okay, well, I don't trust you, Jon Snow, but I do trust." Whatever wildling guys yeah. uh, like, like essentially also trying to convince them to come join the, yeah. the, the 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 crows, and so she has a little mini. Even though she's only in the episode for like like twenty minutes, she has an arc of like she's interesting and she has kids and she sends her kids off in the boats mm-hmm. right before the attack happens. But then she gets killed and you see her at the end. She's also a nice zombie. Just kind of like nice yeah. little extra like humanized character within the yeah. White Walkers. You get to see that like even she couldn't resist. You know she's been resurrected yeah. as as a, like a White Walker course yeah. now. And it's actually like and the episode ends. It's great because the camera pulls out and you see. This bay full of bodies, oh, and it's just the music man. drop out, and it's just like the winds of winter, oh, and it's just like a super long, slow, Game quiet, and just Thrones. smash cut to black, and that's the thing, it. The thing about Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones is so good at is height ratcheting up the tension. Well, and that's, but the thing, that's the, it's like fucking cock tease. Do you know the concept know. of edging? <laughs> Game of Thrones is edging <laughs> in a narrative. Which I have the longest time. I thought it drives me nuts. <laughs> I thought edging the one. Was it when a lady rubs her vagina against the edge of a table? <laughs> For those of y'all who aren't deviants, edging is when so, uh, usually a dude uh, masturbates himself or is jerked off to the point of completion, but is not allowed to complete. Sometimes for the course of a year. Yeah. Like there are some I people. Was, I thought edging was just like within a like single like sex session. Oh I didn't think no, that was... no. There are some people who are into edging as like a like a denial it's thing. Funny that the idea that getting off is. Not getting off is what gets you off. Yeah, yeah there's some people who are severe to that. And so yeah. edging is the whole... There are some people that, like, they have these... I'm just saying, Bill, it's adorable. So when you finally come, it's like the end of Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly. It's white everywhere. But it's, a, it's like this whole idea of not getting there. I can understand that, there. like... So you tease yourself up and you don't get there. But it's just, like, that's all Game of Thrones is. I have... <laughs> like, at the end of those books, I have, like, blue balls the size of a tanuki. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. This episode between uh, the White Walker attack yeah. And uh, Daenerys and Tyrion meeting, it really does feel like this is the like the end game of the show starting finally the last like See, final that's... act. <laughs> well, they said they only want to do seven seasons. This is the end of the fifth season. Well, so sure. unless well, I mean they're, they're also talking, they may actually finish the whole the whole show with a movie too. Yeah. So, but, I mean, but the still, whole thing there's only like, you want, when you play when you read Game of Thrones, it's like oh here are these fire breathing dragons, here are these zombies that can be killed by fire, and you're just sitting exactly. here like you just that simple one plus one a is giant two. lock and a key. <laughs> Come on, guys. We know what's how this is gonna fit together. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I've seen some people online after this episode going, I don't know how they're gonna kill all those ice zombies. Fucking fire breathing dragons. The same with fire. Daenerys talking about yeah, my fire breathing dragons. We're gonna take them over there. Like, that's subtle about what's gonna happen here. Especially when the whole 
Thrones is like that before, like the kings had a dragon, and it almost could like destroy, like win a whole battle by yeah. itself. It's like she has three fucking dragons. Yeah. Even if she loses one between now and then, if she loses two, exactly, she's, she's lost one. one so far. She oh, can't find she? it. It went away. Oh no, no, she literally lost it. That's yeah. right. Man, I love two. I love that dragons. she has these unruly teenagers that she doesn't know how to lead, and this kingdom that she doesn't know how to rule. Well, that's kind of the nice thing about, Daenerys. especially in the show with Tyrion showing up, because he showed up just at, when she's at her weakest, when she doesn't yeah. know how to, and you got this advisor who's like pretty much the star- smartest guy in the whole story yeah. shows up to help her and this is yeah. like hopefully this is the part where she this starts getting some momentum again. Well, yeah. especially now because they've run out like this is them finally get they're finally finished with the weakest material that George Martin's yeah. written. So yeah. hopefully now especially with like all the shit happening now's when the story can actually start picking up again. Exactly. For, this whole season has been kind of middling like everyone's just kind of sitting around waiting for the story to pick up again. Yeah. This is what's happening now. Fucking what it Game seems of Thrones. Like. So, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I don't know what else. Bill tell me about oh did Hannibal come back this week? Yeah. I, I don't know if you would have seen it. Uh, man no one was talking about it that's what i was kind of surprised yeah. i watched it I, I was not a fan of season two i thought season two got very very goddamn silly uh season two what the thing that annoyed me about season three was that the weakest part of that show is no one believes will graham actually yeah. frankly will graham is the weakest part of that show How so? by a, like the performance by, like the way he's written i don't blame hugh dancy he's just the most boring character dancy <laughs> He is the most boring uh, character Graham on was that not show. In the pilot. I would rather have um, the episodes be like if if there were episodes that had no Will Graham in them, that would be my favorite. Do episode. Do you want to see an episode that is nothing but Hannibal Lecter and X Files and Julian running uh, around Florence, Julian Italy? Moore. No, Jillian Anderson. You do get to see Here her I'm half buying, naked. I'm buying. Well, I love. She's great in that show, and her relationship with Hannibal is so interesting to me. Well, especially now because she's like uh, pretending to be his wife while yeah. he's running around Europe, yeah. and it's this. Thing I where, just bought season two, so, or season three. So, um, so what's well, one of the things where she has to decide whether or not she wants to be an accomplice to what he's doing yeah, versus just right. kind of being just an observer? And yeah. that, that's pretty practically a line from the show. Is like yeah. you know she heard yeah, that was in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's really pretty. They actually filmed in Europe, which is yeah, I, it makes sense because I think the show is most mostly financed by European people. But yeah, it looked pretty, and you get to see yeah, Gillian Anderson being all like. Half her, naked and old and sexy. Her, her, and her character there is so interesting because Jillian Anderson is so good. I mean, that's a, if you had to typecast that woman and have her be a character actor, it would be incredibly strong characters with the, that are just like this this dam with that vulnerability pressed right on the edge. She mm-hmm. is so good at doing that. Um, that's why and I that's love her, her in this her, role. Like, especially now, whatever this what role the position her like, character yeah. is in. And, which is funny because the, whatever TV show they were showing before Hannibal started had David Duchovny in it. <laughs> he looks like a little puffy marshmallow. He looks bad. Where she, she comes on bad. and she's like this like brown blade of a woman. I know. She's just, just like, so she looks good. Like, she looks so somebody good on, Somebody on Twitter was talking about, he was a, a TV critic. He was talking about how why so many people have a boner for Jillian Anderson now than they even did like 20 years ago. She's aging. And why People are talking about how beautiful she is now, and I suggest it's because she looks more gently and like yeah. as she ages, yeah. she becomes more of a caricature of herself. Yeah, and more, yeah. she looks more like of herself. She's evolving into her final form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, "That's not quite right," but I was like, "I think I am right." I think you are right. Yeah, Bill. the baby fat's dropping her white. She's becoming similarly. Like uh, there was uh, apparently some Gilmore Girls reunion this week, and so on t- on Twitter, I saw there these the pictures. Picture. Did you see? Jake looks like or not Jake. What's the name? Yeah, it was Jake. Luke. Luke. Oh no! Luke I only saw like the two a girls. bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why? 
Rock and what's his butt? Supernatural also looks like a bag of shit. Really? All the men in this. Sh- the picture is like the show. The what is the Amy Pellet? I only saw the picture of the Gilmore Girls I'm together. I'm gonna have to find this and picture. It's funny because they look Laura like Graham has not shit. aged at all. No, she what Alexis Bledel. Yeah, she's actually Alexis Bledel. She actually looks like she's forty, which is that's what she is now. Wait, she's forty? Yeah, forty-five. Are you fucking? Wait, how, wait, I gotta look this up. <laughs> Wow, she is not 40, Bill. Alexis Bloodell. She's probably 35, is my guess. Because she was playing older than, um... I'm guessing she's 35. Oh, she's Max. elderly 33 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I thought, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but she's actually... She, I mean, one thing is, she was playing a teenager. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's been 20 years, so... She was a movie teenager. Laura Graham, she's Okay, old. all right. So, here, <laughs> look what... One of the, look at that guy. He looks like shit. I could barely recognize what him. the fuck? It's fucking supernatural. Oh, the looks, like looks shit. fine, though. Yeah, the grandma looks amazing. And look at... Luke! This is granted a terrible picture of him. <laughs> he looks Oh, oh. Luke, he ate too many potatoes. <laughs> wow. Look, and, and, yeah, Alexis Bledel and Lori Graham just look like... What and Lori Graham is if you're in Hollywood and you're a woman, if beautiful. you starve yourself forever, you will look gorgeous. Well, the funny thing is that the this narrative is that um, women age terribly in Hollywood and that they look beautiful. Oh, that's... They have... That may be our lighting. Anyway, how old how old is X Files? How old is? I think she's Siri. 50? How old is X Files? Uh, actually, hold on, I can. How old is Jillian Anderson? Listen to me, Google. Listen to me, Google. Forty six. She's only forty six. Jillian Anderson is forty six years old. Thank you, Google. She's only forty six. Why, when I search for Jillian Anderson, does it come up with James Dor- Jamie Dornan? What the fuck? Oh man, dude, the company looks bad. So she was only like in her early mid twenties when she was on X Files. Right? She was a baby. If she you go was back... like barely out of high school when she was playing with an FBI agent. <laughs> if you go back to like the first season, didn't that show of, debut of like over twenty years ago? I want to say we're getting close to. Anyway, we're taking way too much time in this. In you see, that's coming notes. back in January. I need to catch uh, maybe this fall. I need to watch X Files. <laughs> X Files does not age well. I know. Look it's like up Buffy. Look up a best episodes list I should of like the that. top ten and watch the top ten episodes of no, X Files, okay. and you will get the essential nutrients. Um, Bill, tell I don't me... know if I can deal with ugly ass young J- Julian Anderson though. I'm be like, <laughs> She's oh. still beautiful. It's just interesting to see her in like her She's her not... her starter Pokemon form. Yeah. Bill, tell me about Bogart Collection Night at the Movies. So okay, this is the best. We need part. to clip through this. I know. This... So Amazon first had a twenty. Five dollars yeah. sale for the Amazon I or for the. Get this. You can borrow that if you want. Uh, so it's the best of Bogart collection, which is it's Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, Treasure Sierra Madre. I have never seen Treasure of Sierra Madre or the African Queen. Ever. It's almost like you hold a copy of both of them in your hands. Will right me, now. please borrow this. The best part of that, though, is. Oh, actually, I need to take a. I have Casablanca. Well, you guys, well, I, I, I'm not gonna watch this. It's in the Xbox right now. But no, the best part. Is, so this. Uh, so for three of those movies. Uh, they have Warner Brothers Night at the Movies, which is a mode where you fire up the movie and it just has a, bunch, a selection of like uh, oldest like uh, uh, show reels, news oh, reels, really? and stuff before like you the movie. Seen before exactly. The movie. So they're replicating. I'm kind of. I'm hoping it's not the exact same collection of news because I only watched the one before Casablanca last night. Sure. But yeah, no, it was great newsreel. Just about how like the first Academy uh, graduates from um, West Point are going off to World War II. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, trailer for now. Voyager, also starring Paul Henry and uh, what's his face, Frenchie Mc, Frenchie McGee. Uh, but no, it's, I just love the idea of hey, like, and man, for people who complain about the twenty when they go see the movies now, yeah, like all the ads and stuff like this. Yeah. This goes on for like ninety fucking minutes. 
minutes before the actual yeah, fucking movie. Yeah. And, and granted, it's a whole bunch of Bugs Money cartoons and stuff yeah. like that. That's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, it's essentially sure. stuff to entertain people while they're looking yeah. for their seats and sitting down, stuff like that. But it is kind of funny. It's great, actually, if you're cleaning or something, it's great noise yeah. to have on in the background. I actually do need to go home and do a chore, so I may well Because it's that. a complete, just random collection of 1940s bullshit. And you know, everything that's ends awesome. with a Bogart movie. That's You've that's... never seen the... Uh, I see, I've seen all four of those movies, mm-hmm. but I've only seen Casablanca a whole bunch of times. I've seen, I saw... I, it's probably been 20 years since I've seen the Maltese Falcon or the Treasure of Sierra Madre. I yeah. only saw the African Queen for the first time when it came out on Blu-ray a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. But yeah, Bogart. I like a Bogart. Oh, Bogart. He good. He good. But yeah, so yeah, uh, for 25 bucks on Amazon, that was on sale. That's this pretty week. damn good. Yeah! I would, Bill, you I get a really bunch of funny cartoons. I would really appreciate to borrow that. You get a fucking news about what Hitler up to. <laughs> what Hitler up to. Well, just why you do it, trailers and everything. Well, at least for Casablanca, it was like right after... Uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, so it was like right when America was oh, in the war, and just like huh. I don't know. So, so, but that's cool though. Yeah, I have weird gaps in my movie, uh, my movie education. Like for example, the Hollywood Theater here in town, which we've talked about in the past, is a beautiful theater that's been restored and now is a nonprofit that does all sorts of screenings. They recently got a seventy millimeter projector. Oh yeah. For uh, and so they were one of the few theaters in the United States to show Interstellar early in 70 millimeter and uh so they're as part of their 70 millimeter program they're showing vertigo and i have never seen vertigo this week? uh it's in july mid-july okay. they just did pre-orders for tickets and yeah I got, i've never seen i got to so i got uh yeah I'm, i the only hitchcock's movies i've ever seen are rear window which fully showed me because it's her favorite really? and um there's you one that's like, like the birds or... oh excuse me i have seen the birds uh, and there's one that's like the truth about harry or something, something. like that yeah. he did he did uh hudsucker proxy <laughs> That's, That's a good really good movie. Uh, anyway, movies, yeah, no, movies, it's, movies. It's, it's weird to be Guys, like, did you know that we like old movies? It's weird to pretend to be like an old ner- movie nerd and you're like, yeah, I've never seen, um, yeah, just like a whole. Well, like, I've never seen, like, I only saw Casablanca so relatively recently. Well, there are things that are like classics, yeah. like part of the canon that I've just There's never only, seen. Well, again, history had a, had its opportunity to make so much stuff that, of course, you can't catch up on everything because there's true. so much. How are you going to watch everything that was ever made until before you were born? It's true. Come on. Bill Xbox, notes. turn off. Bill, Bill notes <laughs> on this week. I had to turn on the Xbox to take out the Casablanca Blu- Blu-ray. Uh, what else? Bill's notes on his no, show notes are Hansel was married, question mark. Also, Vader finds out he has a key. Oh. Bill, tell me about these Star things. Wars comics came out this week. Oh. There's the Star Wars comic, and then uh-huh. there's Darth Vader comic. Right. Star uh-huh. Wars comic... I had missed a couple episodes, but I saw a few people freaking out about this online. The new Star Wars comic uh, reveals that uh, Han Solo is married. This really? is all canon stuff, because everything that's yeah. happening in the current Marvel thing yeah. is canon. Is The married? new Star Wars canon is married. Ah, uh, like, was like, married. I don't know what's happening. So Han Solo and Princess Leia are hanging out in some kind of asteroid where they're like yeah. hiding out from... Not an asteroid, but it's actually yeah, like, yeah, like a lush like, garden planet or yeah. something like that. And they're hiding out from Imperials, and suddenly a spaceship lands on the planet, and they're like, who is this? And I'm like, I don't know, it's not Imperial, but then Han like recognize the ship and goes oh shit it's my wife and the black lady comes off the ship and she's like some kind of I don't know she's like a bounty hunter or what but she's kind of a space pirate lady or something she's yeah. definitely like uh Earth, earthy like you yeah know, she's kind of badass and she's like my name is like Sarah Solo the wife of Han Solo <laughs> and the Han's like oh no <laughs> Married, but is yeah, married. Is interesting. To a lady who's very proud of calling herself Sarah Solo. Or that's whatever. that's actually kind of interesting because of the movie. Yeah, we don't we don't you assume that they get married and have yeah, kids because that happens the extended universe. Well, the, is there space divorce? Space divorce. <laughs> he takes her to space court. Uh, it's space space <laughs> alimony. Technically, 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 they don't have to wind up together. In Star Wars. 
Hansel is a Corellian. In the expanded universe, Corellians were especially uh, space Irish. Yeah. So if they're space Catholic, yeah. Hansel, fuck. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, you know, there is no reason that after the events of the original trilogy, that Princess Leia and Hansel were still together. There's no guarantee, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame to find out if this. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to think the characters are just uh, preserved in amber from the yeah. moment we last saw them exactly. in, in it's Return like of people, the Jedi. It's like in Harry Potter where everyone's still with the people they dated in high school. Spoilers? <laughs> I can't talk about anything like supposedly that's going on in, in the new Star Wars movie, but I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't want a know. complicated relationship. I don't want to know. Yeah, but which no, makes sense because even like, in the even in the movies, it's like he's an asshole <laughs> and she's a stubborn, independent woman. Something. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I don't think they had an Ewok wedding necessarily, <laughs> which actually that even be better. Uh, but yeah. At the time of the events of Star Wars. Wow. Um, interesting. And also, uh, they find out how Vader finds out that uh, Skywalker, like the guy who blew up the Death Star, is a dude named Skywalker. Um, I guess after uh, the Star Wars, Darth Vader was like, I need to figure out who the asshole was who escaped and who blew up my Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So he said, hey, he hires Boba Fett to go find him. Uh-huh. Boba Fett tracks down uh, Luke Skywalker at, at Obi Wan Kenobi's house. Yeah. I don't know why Luke Skywalker's hanging out at Obi Wan Kenobi's Chill. house. But, like, then Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett get into a fight, and uh, he, Luke Skywalker escapes, but he does, like, Boba Fett does find out the kid's name is Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Darth Vader and says, I, the kid escaped me, but I didn't get his name. His name is Skywalker. And, and it's really great. And there's, like, a record scratch. Well, it's great because, like, you know what? You just see him emote to that mask. <laughs> so Vader's, like, hanging on a Star Destroyer or something, just, like, looking at, like, in the galaxy of space. And, like, when, uh, when. Boba Fett shows up to tell him the name of this guy. Like, Darth Vader's just, like, kind of playing it off like he doesn't even know Boba Fett's there. He's just still yeah. kind of looking out in the deep space. Yeah. And so Boba Fett says is his name is Skywalker. And Darth Vader doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett's like, okay, I'll just <laughs> so go I'm now. Out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and that's great because, like, Vader doesn't move or anything like that. But you see, like, the glass of the window that he's looking out of just start to, like, rumble and crack. <gasps> And like you can just tell, like son, he's he's not oh. reacting to Skywalker news very well. Oh wow! So it's kind of a nice little touch. That and that's how the nice. issue ends. It's oh like, nice! Oh. It ends with Darth Vader breaking the glass and being sucked out the back. <laughs> <That's laughs> like, he's like, "Oops! I should have thought this more through." <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So good. Well, he's got a mask, and he Boba Fett's got a mask. Maybe in that chamber there is no atmosphere. Maybe. It's not pressurized. <laughs> so I don't know. Why bother? Yeah. And most importantly, this week was the release of uh, front of the podcast, Clamity John's League of Regret. Incredible superhero. Have you actually seen this? Show? I had a chance. So let me give some little, little, little uh, a prenup, a setup here. <laughs> uh, Calamity John Morris is one of my favorite uh, people on the internet. He's a funny damn man, smart guy, and an excellent cartoonist and designer. Um, he has a blog that's technically one of the oldest comics blogs called Gone and Forgotten, where he looks at weird old comics and uh, does little scans of them and like post pics of them and does like talks about what's going on with them, the ridiculousness of them, and the pot and the context of it. So he did with a, a publisher called Quirky Books a book called The League of Regrettable Superheroes, which is, I believe, a hundred um, ridiculous superheroes in, from history, like Dr. Hormone, uh, Mother Hubbard, Man O' Metal, 
Uh, my favorite is Phantoma. The best part about it too, it's not just it's not just like a critical essay about these characters, but like there's shitloads of excerpts and like tons of like full color art reproduced from all these old comics. Yeah. Uh, from everything, it's Marvel comics, it's it's DC comic characters. Of yeah. uh, uh, you know, half of these characters were publishers who died out in like 1948. Yeah, who no longer exists. And it is fucking. This is the greatest compliment I could pay to anyone. Is that like even if I didn't know Calamity John, I would fucking love the shit and recommend the crap out of this book. Yeah. I don't know that much about comics anyway. Yeah. And so half the shit is new to me. There's a couple characters in there I knew about, like, Prez. Yeah. And which yeah. Just because just that's a character that shows up in Sandman. But, like, yeah, this is great, like, a collection of the hundred most kind of, like, obscure and fucked up, forgotten, like, really random superheroes that yeah. just Who failed right out of the starting Captain game. Twitsy? Yeah, Captain Tootsie! Fucking, <laughs> what are the other ones even called it? I can't uh, remember, but, like... His primary interests are Tootsie rolls and democracy. <laughs> and, like, well, of course, you know this... And a brand of physical and mental alertness one does not typically associate with Tootsie Rolls. That's quality of the writing for the whole book. John is a really funny and very good writer. Yeah, so, so. it's not like a dry historical essay. He, like, his commentary on all these... And yeah. he really knows his shit. It's not like he just suddenly yeah. decided to, like, write a book about comics someday. But, like, he really knows his characters John inside and out. John is a smart dude who really has a passion for comics. And the thing about Gone and Forgotten is that what's really nice is that it's easy and cheap for someone to make fun of something like Dr. Horn. Yeah, but and John, of course, does make fun of it, but he loves. Well, that's what I'm saying. He knows this. He lives and breathes this stuff, so he's making fun of it. But he's also just like, but he's. It's not from like some kind of condescending. Like no, he's not punching down. It is never. And if anything, this whole book is just like about failure because all these characters, like just dead end characters, like badly conceived characters yeah. and ideas and stuff They're like that. They're trying to catch on to some, something. John's and... sympathetic to that, but he's still yeah. like, look how fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's the bouncer who's just made out of rubber. I want to read, so there's Black Dwarf, which is a dwarf who fights crime. It's never explained why, but he has a little guacho hat. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy? Bozo the Iron Man, which is like this fucking robot guy with this weird... He's not even a guy, he's a fucking robot with this evil grin on his face. Yeah, Captain Tootsie. This... All kinds of fucking and this shit. book is really beautifully designed. Yeah, it's a hardcover book. It's beautiful full oh man, it is a perfect slice of Americana. It's only yeah. like twenty five bucks on Amazon. Yeah, Get highly, highly recommended. This, Why this book. is this John's first book? Is it? It's it, he self published a lot of stuff, and like I said, he's been posting, he's been blogging and doing shit online for um, like better weird. part of fifteen years. Uh, so. my, again, my highest compliment is um, yeah. I not just because we know and love John, yeah. because I, I really need to get not to say that everything my friends create that I like. I, 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 I love a lot of people, and not all of them make the best things. But John John's writing is just top notch. This, this is truly real delight. This is fucking and it's fucking hilarious again yeah. without being condescending, yeah. which is the best best of both worlds. Highly recommend yeah. I, even sight unseen. Just the little bits of flipping through this. John is a really clever, smart, and funny writer. Very readable. Fucking great gift to any nerd in your life. Yeah, it's. it's that because that's a great nap to remember. Well, it's like I think you, and it really is just like this perfect Americana because this is when comics like this. A lot of this is when comics were not like this niche thing. It yeah. was just like it does go, go from like the like it goes uh, early thirties or yeah. early forties to the modern era. But yeah. like a lot of it is like all these terrible, terrible characters created in the wake of like you know like Superman and Captain America. Yeah, shit, like the earliest. Shit. Yeah. There's one just called the Eye. That's just a floating glass cloud. Yeah. it's amazing. Oh. Okay. And friends, we're gonna take a little break. And then we'll be back for the Geek Week in Review. Thank God.
type of geek we can review. The most important thing that happened this week. What is? Is that they announced Fallout 4. Say it loud and there's music playing. I... Say it soft and it's almost like praying. Oh, exclusive uh, PS Vita. <laughs> Uh, I was going to laugh because I was joking online about how, you know, this is going to be a Fallout 3 remake. Remaster. <laughs> That's all they're teasing. Uh, f- uh, friend of the podcast, Brian Smith, was uh, had texted me to joke that uh, every time I say, Bethesda announces games right before release date, right? With a really short window, right? That it sounds as much as a, as a prayer as a statement. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, so yes, yeah, Skyrim though. That's no, that did come out. That was announced almost exactly a year Skyrim before it came out. Skyrim was a year. Um, Dishonored was like about nine months. Uh, I think Fallout Three they announced about a year before release. So they they tend to be pretty. Well, we know at least by next fall at the latest. Well, did, did you see that thing? The thing that was going to pass around the Reddit. I did see the 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 leak, the Reddit leak of this one person. That's a lot of people are assuming as at least partially legitimate because they did say that the game would be announced. This is a, a post to Reddit. Was it somebody claiming to have worked for? They claimed to be uh, had worked in the QA department, and they claimed to be shit hands because they accidentally released information. So she's like, "Fuck it, I'll just leak everything." Yeah. This is my real name. Anyone who works with Bethesda can prove this. Which seems to me Which like people have actually poked a lot of holes in this. So yeah, it like bullshit. But she did say that Fallout Four would be announced. This is a post from a year ago. Would be announced in June, mm-hmm. right now, with only a trailer, which is exactly mm-hmm. what they did. And so that's the big thing. I was like, I'm, I'm hoping that this is wrong because one of the things she said is that the um, the thing that big thing that's different about Fallout 4 is that the k- player character is voiced, yeah. which is exciting. But one of the things she says is it's well, male only. Well, that's the thing because you do have a character in the trailer doing the whole war. That different. was that's the not worst, Ron Perlman. The worst part of that trailer. That trailer was beautiful and fantastic. It got my heart pumping, and like I had to go take a shower afterwards. Like it was really good, except. The fucking so the thing is is that you know the trailer is always the Ron Perlman is the beginning of all the Fallout games always war war never has he changes. Has a voiceover for like even the old PC games? Yeah, and the original ones. Really? Ron okay, Perlman. so this is the first trailer. Ron Perlman for... is involved in Fallout Four. He said as much. We'll probably so, do when it says war is over war. after the end credits or whatever. But, like, like fucking yeah. in the trailer, like the trailer, they feel the need to sneak that in because the, the the narrator of the trailer says because it's not says, even the soldiers are right when they say war. War never changes. <laughs> and I'm just yeah, sitting here going, like, fuck you. Fuck you. I guess it is a small world after so all. According- Turn to camera, take off glasses, <laughs> wink. I'm like, fuck well, you. Well, according to the leaker, what's happening, which again, all of, all of the information from this leak kind of fits what's in the trailer, that like you're part of a uh, vault that its experiment was cryogenics. So yeah. you've been frozen since... Either right before or right after the beginning of the war that destroyed everything. Yeah. So you've been in, on ice for a hundred years. You see pre-fallout. Which is funny stuff. too because you like, see the bombs falling. I let, like you said, it was a really beautiful trailer, and I saw other people dying. Like that's an ugly trailer. Obviously, it was like great. It was in engine. Yeah. Which if that's in game, there's that like looks janky animation and everything. Still kind of looks like, like Fallout Three in terms of like character models. I don't give a shit. Then. All I want is more Fallout. That's all. <laughs> But yeah, so the idea, at least uh, between the inf- information leaked online, supposedly leaked, and the trailer, yeah, it does make it sound like you're a, a, a named, voiced character yeah. who has been on ice for 100 years, who is now just waking up to see that the world is gone. So my Which, fo- that's actually an interesting... My, I like that idea. My wife fully um, 
I like that the implication of that is that maybe you're not a chosen one, because one of the things that sucks about the Fallout games, that New Vegas is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. is that in all the Fallout games, you're a chosen one, and you're important, and you go out and do Did these things. Did they say that? Because I know you're important because you're a player character. I didn't remember how you're much always, they're all it's like, It's always like, you are us. special because of this The ending of Fallout 3 is definitely that, because yeah. like even though everyone else should be able to do this thing that you have to do to save the world, only you can do it, because yeah. you're special for some well, reason. One of the best things about New Vegas is that you're just some asshole who got <laughs> shot, and you're mad you got shot. And that's kind of yeah. it. I mean, there's more to it, but you know, um, uh, I really, I know it won't happen. I really want Obsidian to make a spinoff. I don't. It's... Well, according to this leak, what's going to happen? This game comes out this fall. There's going to be four bits of DLC between next fall and next spring, and this time next year they announced uh, the Fallout, essentially what would be the new Vegas to this game. Yeah, but who it's... knows would be working on that. But yeah, well, according to her leak, is this company called Behavior Entertainment, which mostly makes like mini games, and is like a really? studio that helps other studios finish oh, okay, games. More certification like they work. On, apparently, we worked on the driving and mini games and Far Cry, the most recent Far Cry, like that sort what? of shit. So they're like I a studio that, that people have been farmed out to. But I love that. I you love know what Obsidian is doing these days. Like, what well, the- they've been doing a lot of Kickstarters because they've been. Um, they just released um, Pillars of Eternity. That they oh, that's did right. That's Kickstarter. Thing, yeah. Okay. And them and and uh, In Exile Entertainment have been doing the Kickstarter. Because the last like so. console release, like retail release, I saw. You know, it was a uh, South Park. Game, they're trying but, to yeah. go it alone for a little bit, which bless them. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, Fallout 4. It's so, coming. So, the one thing is that I, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I don't... I, I have no problem defaulting to a male. It's one of my problems that um, it's one of my things, but um, Foley really likes playable female characters, but on the other hand, Foley keeps joking that as soon as Fallout comes out, she's going to become a Fallout Widow again. Because yeah. Fallout 3, I paid 300 hours of that game, <laughs> and during that time, she's like, I it's sh- not a visually stimulating game to watch. Um, whenever you're in a conversation, it's like hearing one half of a telephone conversation. It mm-hmm. is not an engaging game to watch. I think watch. With the, this is a voiced character this time. At least it wouldn't if, be just yeah. that half of the conversation. Exactly. So theoretically, right. yeah. and it does look so much more colorful, and you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful. Well, that's the other thing. You it takes place in Boston. That's city. another thing that was from that leak. To have a huge, um, vibrant city is a new thing for Fallout. Like, you have cities, you have like New Reno and shit. And are you disappointed that's another East Coast game? I, I, I know some people are disappointed with that. Well, that's that's what Bethesda has made Fallout. Because no, that's Fallout, where they're from. They're from the original Maryland, Fallout so games were about California, Washington. Yeah. Kind of, very much so a West Coast. That's thing. why I know you were happy with like just so. the setting of New Vegas. It's being Western again. Yeah, so you get to so revisit I, all that stuff. I am not as emotionally attached to Man, it. Man, so. it's mostly three dogs coming back. Yeah, three dogs and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? This the other thing that's breaking my boner is uh, so much of Fallout Three for me was creating a custom soundtrack and listening to that. The new consoles don't have custom soundtracks. You just mute the music and turn on your Still, iPad. Still, it's nice to mix. Uh, so it's nice to have that like your custom soundtrack mixed in with the actual like sound and that voices from the actual game. That is true. But if I have to mute the whole thing, yeah, I know. Well, no, 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 just, just mute the music. Just go into That's audio true, and drop that. out just music. I do it all the time when I'm listening to music yeah. while playing a game. I'll keep the voice and keep the sound effects and just mute the music. I just want, I'm already disappointed. <laughs> Bill, for no reason that they could uh, anticipate, but yeah. Fallout Four. Oh. My depression has really been kicking my ass this week and uh-huh. the last last couple of months actually, and I cannot tell a lie. Fallout Four was like a thousand million <laughs> simultaneous Aww. orgasms with like a herd of puppies and like a flock of ice cream. Which it was funny, just like it's such a depressing game world too. 
like, like Fallout the Fallout world more than any other game series feels like home to me. Okay. I was thinking about it. Fallout is the first time I did drugs, the first time I got drunk, the first time I had sex with a man, the first time I had sex with a woman, the first time I kissed anyone, the first uh-huh. fight I ever well, not fight. about like that, but, but yeah, it's like yeah. it is like home to me. And also like my thing is like I am a melancholy motherfucker with a sense of humor, and that's what Fallout is. Like it is a desolate, empty place, but it's like they joke about it and that there is a strain of hope to Fallout despite everything. Yeah. You keep on going and that's kind of like i feel fallout is a lot like me <laughs> so fallout it's, i really do feel like i get to go home again and you never get to go home again so fallout so what are your hopes for this game in terms of fallout. just like any kind of character stuff uh, like no, i have no gameplay that's not me i just okay. well i mean i want it to be like a i wanted to have the vat stuff and like i want to be able to bring back i, I hope the gameplay is very similar to the first to the first game to Fallout 3 because I still I don't see a lot of people these days complaining about how janky Fallout 3 was but I love the VAT system yeah there's a lot of stuff well that's stuff. a carryover from the old okay Fallout. yeah like that was in the old Fallout games so man I did I, how did you play how did you put 300 hours into Fallout 3 I played a lot because <laughs> here I played ninety nine and a half hours of Fallout 3 and I pretty much did everything I got all the achievements I did all the quests. You yeah. didn't do everything in the game, my friend. I guess not. I'm just yeah. saying. I did all the I DLC. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get like all the collectibles and everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't get all the collectibles either, really? but I would just like mosey <coughs> around and fuck around and dick around because that's the whole the whole point of Fallout is just wandering, yeah. just being a wanderer, and uh, you know. Yeah. So the other uh, leaked details, supposedly leaked details, takes place in Boston. Takes place ten years after Fallout Three. Uh, yeah, you're frozen. Uh, supposedly you can change into a woman after the main quest is over, after the main game is over, which I guess maybe at that point, like, you've used up all your talking resources, sure. so I guess maybe, I don't know, become mute, or maybe become a woman with a, with a fucking man's voice, I don't know. Which, technically, if most people play those games from first person, it shouldn't really matter what gender you're playing as. I, see, I very rarely play as first yeah, person, play I play as third, third person, person, so. Totally, how do you do that? It's so that's weird. How play, that's what Fallout it's is. so much, it's The whole point of Fallout is you see a little person. Yeah, but, like, first person is so much more like you're, like, plugged into the game world, it's immersive. You're see, there. I'm not the character I am playing character it's it's different to me it's the same thing with skyrim it's like it is easier for me to to put myself in another person's shoes when i can see their shoes annie here i want to i'll lend you five dollars here <laughs> bill just handed me some bottle caps. i got these bottle caps just to sound prop. i almost forgot about them until just right now here i'll pay you five dollars your... to go find me some dog meat <laughs> that's what they think dog dog. is it doggy it's not necessarily dog meat it's just a dog yes it's a dog it's gonna do the same thing we did in the other when Fallout 3 came out the same year as Fable 2, yeah. and Peter Molyneux was talking about how the dog in Fable 2 was going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. You're going to be so much more attached to the dog in Fable 2 than any other pet that you're going to love that dog like anything else. And that wasn't even the best in-game dog that any yeah. game that came out that well, year because dog you're, Fallout 3. You're so emotionally attached to dog meat, and I am not because I kept taking dog meat with me and dog meat kept dying. No, dog meat kept on fucking people so up. So it was too emotionally draining, so dog meat hung out at one of my home no, bases. No, man, it was me, dog meat, and the big mutant lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, three of us fucking terrorized the fucking wasteland. <laughs> it was fucking great. I hope they keep the stuff in this game too, like where you can make big, huge changes, like blowing up. Uh, what was I'm the, sure they will. Megaton. 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 Yeah, like stuff like things. that. That's, like, that's what Fallout is about. Fallout is that's what all the Fallout games have been about. It's not just that you change, but you make cha- choices that drastically alter the course of the world. Yeah. And what's nice is that in like in Megaton, that's a big one. But a lot of times, it's really subtle. It's like you did this, or you chose not to do that, and that means that this or that happened to this town. Yeah. And you sometimes don't even learn until the you get to the credits, and then it's like, oh well, because you uh, introduced this one form of 
drug in this town. Now the town is like a fucking drug. What do you think of the pirate ship with the jet engines? See, that's the kind of ridiculous bullshit that, that Fallout just, yeah. is like has always had. Like this this dumb, goofy streak that I fucking love. I love that garbage. I should call it pirate ship because it's probably just like an old colonial schooner or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But so I saw good. that and I was like, oh, Bowser and the Cooper kids are in this. <laughs> Oh, fucking! But yeah, that got me thinking. Like, oh man, I was like, "That's a cool boat, but that's not nearly as cool as the boat that you, the boat, the boat city, you know, Fallout Three yeah, that you well, can explore." It's like this game is already just trying to be like Fallout Three, but failing. Whatever. Just instead of a giant you iron asshole. ship, it's just a pirate ship. With you a asshole! All I need, all I want, is more Fallout. And and so I guess the gist of the game, again, according to these quote unquote, who knows if the leaks are right or not, is that you're fighting against. Uh, I guess MIT got turned into like a tech, uh, like mecha. And so mm-hmm. the bad guys in this game are, like, trying to recover and rebuild technology, and they're, they're like, Interesting. fucking people up. Yeah, they must be in... Because in... Uh, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel turns into a, something kind of... The, the Brotherhood of Steel outpost that you see in Fallout 3 is much more philanthropic. Yeah. But technically, the goals of Fallout 3 in the original Fallout games are that they are just trying to preserve technology and fuck humanity. Yeah, according like, to this leak, the uh, Brotherhood of Steel has claimed the airport in Boston, mm-hmm. and that they are uh, in a war against the Institute, which mm-hmm. is trying to... Like, they're both, like, going after... Well, that's the thing. They're both going after technology, but they're like yeah. it's a power grab for all the technology yeah. that's left in Boston. Yeah, basically and, the Brotherhood uh, of Steel doesn't perceive that humanity is a precious resource. They exactly, know that technology yeah. so is. So it sounds a like this is gonna be reverting back to the old version of the Brotherhood of yeah. Steel. So, so or I yeah. should say and like you're stuck in the yeah. middle between the two. So that's that's interesting. But I, you know, I kind of I, I well, you know, I don't know. I love New Vegas so much. And New Vegas was in so many ways the perfect sort of narrative for Fallout to mm-hmm. me. Because it had the right kind of retro goofiness with like the you know, Vegas and everything, but the fact that it is this place with this multi-sided conflict and you pick your alignment and everything you do is very impactful to this one narrative i loved that i love that focus because fallout 3 while i love it it has a loneliness and it should but it's just like you just wander around do shit you really are yeah there's no the the story's kind of shapeless yeah which is fine it's fine but it's like i liked the shape of new vegas new vegas is still one of the big blotches on my backlog i need to go back and clear out i mean i played like the first like 20 hours of that game i just didn't get super far into it. It's just so good. Well, that's the other thing too. Like I shouldn't be worried about like is Fallout Four gonna come out this fall because I only got like only got like thirty hours in the Skyrim. So if I really wanted to, if I wanted Bethesda produce open world shit, I would go back and play New Vegas. I would go back and play uh, Skyrim. According to that same source, uh, they claimed that Fallout Four is three times the size of Skyrim, which is insane. Although supposedly The Witcher is supposed to be like like two or three times the size you, of You, I will get Fallout 4 and it's gonna be Dragon Age all over again. You will never yeah, see me again. Thing. I will not need to play another video game. I'm thinking about getting a new gaming PC sometime this year. Yeah. Man, that'd be perfect. Like, just in time for a new Fallout. Yeah. Just for the open world mess? See, Bill, like, what you do is like you wait beautiful. until the specs for Fallout 4 are announced and then you get a PC those for those specs. Seriously. Man, tempting. Yeah. Seriously, if you're gonna do it, that's that'd how you that'd be a great way to break in a new gaming PC. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're gonna stop talking about Fallout because there's really not much to say other than you we're know what? excited Congratulations, about Fallout. Congratulations, Annie, because I know that has <sighs> been your I'm big wish. I'm not kidding. I feel lighter than air. Yeah. I my I have a feeling the latest that's gonna come out is spring next year. I think so. I I am convinced that that is the latest. There's nothing coming out this year, so if it's ever gonna come out, this is a good time. Like any I mean, time in the next hope, nine months. My rational hope is that it comes out in time for the holidays. Though this this holidays, um, mom, if you're listening to this podcast, stop listening to this podcast. Don't listen to this. These holidays, I am uh, uh, planning on going, surprising my family with a trip. So I'm thinking, I'm actually gonna be like, 
Mom, I know it's your 60th birthday and whatever, but that's really important, and we're going to go see Star Wars together, but Fallout 4. My, my brother-in-law... That's why you got to applaud you 300, 300 hours into the game before Christmas. The first time I met my brother-in-law, like, as he was walking out the door, he goes, oh, we didn't talk about Fallout 3. And I was like, what? <laughs> Turns out he loves Fallout. I know that that whole time, if Fallout comes out, he will be in his man cave, and I will have to go and evict him from his man cave. You know what I was just thinking? Because I'm going to turn 40 this, this winter. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should go to Disney. You should Disneyland. I would. I, that, that just Bill. something because Dylan last week was talking. I should go to Disneyland sometime. I was like, eh, maybe. Bill. And I was like, maybe I'll go. Bill, go to Disneyland for your birthday. For my fortieth birthday. Yeah, and that's when I shoot myself on top of Epcot. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I can never be happier than this. Oh, oh. Bell is giving you a blowjob. Oh my god, that would, <laughs> that would be like two weeks before the Force Awakens, but I don't yeah. want to be spoiled in Force Awakens, so I spend the whole time at Disneyland with my ears covered. Go la 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 la. Bill. I'm just saying, it's an idea. That would be... That, I just had that thought a couple days ago. I'm just saying, Bill, if you tell people that you're thinking about going to Disneyland for your 40th birthday... Let me put it this way. As soon as you said that, I'm like, well, I know what I'm getting Bill for his birthday. I'm getting him tickets to Disneyland. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Just I'm an idea. Saying. Literally, just like day before yesterday, I got to thinking about. Disneyland. Disneyland. Man. Okay. I don't anyway. even know what any of the rides are. Anything. Like, I just, I just pick a bench. It's the place. Just sit yeah. down and go, Yeah. Fucking Disneyland! <laughs> take my pants off right now. It's super relaxed. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're gonna continue with the Geek Week Review. Believe it or not, this is the Geek Week Review, the point of their podcast where Bill uh, has written news in the week that was, and I'm reading it often for the first time. Uh, Sony accidentally leaked through the PlayStation Store and then confirmed the Uncharted collection for PlayStation Four. Read it right. Bill says the Uncharted 2 collection. Otherwise, oh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. um, I'm sorry to forget your joke there. Uh, yes, that's right. Just like they uh, re-released um, uh, Last of Us for the PS4, they're also porting all three Uncharted games. But it's not Naughty Dog. They actually hired uh, some third-person oh, company. Yeah, somebody which, else is porting all this stuff, is which makes good sense because I want them working on Uncharted. I will. I'd rather and take a better Uncharted if it means a less polished, let's like, be HD honest, collection of all this. They're shit. working on Uncharted 4 and uh, Last of us too right now and i want them focusing on those things exactly yeah um anyway uh no that's gonna be that's actually perfect timing because the day this was announced um uh i it was one of the nights that i went to bed way early and the leak happened when i was asleep and that night i had a dream about drake sure enough and i woke up the next morning i was like it's been a long time since we played uncharted Fully, we should replay all the uncharted games and there it was but was fully around to play or see like the first uncharted game yeah she we played it together uncharted too i couldn't remember we played all the uncharted games together man when did those games come out was that like a decade uncharted ago? one was a launch title for the ps3 dude wasn't launch title i don't know it was either launch that would or be right 10 years ago launch. how long have you and fully been together uh, I don't think it was ten years. We've, no, we've been together. Well, we played it. I did not play Uncharted when it well, came also, out. Well, so you guys were friends together for like like years before you actually got hooked yeah. up too. So yeah. Well, we were friends for six months before we got together. Was so only six months? We've been we've been dating. I think this year will be eight years. Oh so. man! But I didn't play Uncharted too. Your Uncharted relationship is old out. enough to be annoying, kid. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when Uncharted came out, I was like, okay. It wasn't. It didn't seem like my sort of thing because I'm bad at shooters. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did not beat Uncharted the first time we even played it because as much as I enjoyed it, I couldn't get very far into oh, it. Oh, when you fired up The Witcher, did you choose the story mode? Oh, fuck yes, Look, I, I did. Because I am one notch above that and the game is still kicking my ass. I am such an easy mode for babies person that I don't give a shit. Um, if they're an easier, if they're like an idiot, you you is your controller plugged in mode, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would play on that mode. But yeah, it's funny because just like last week I saw a Twitter conversation between... I think it was Emily Rogers. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she writes a lot of stuff about Nintendo, and she gets a lot of people leaking Nintendo stuff at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, she had retweeted something. Somebody on Twitter was saying, essentially saying, "Yeah, no, Uncharted Collection come, comes out this October. 
it's going to be announced at E3. That's not even like it's it's confirmed. Like I I, I can't tell you where this information from. And that happened just like last week. Yeah. And so when this news broke, I thought somebody had just finally found out about this lady tweeting about this information. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, it actually accidentally got leaked. Yeah. It was what was on PlayStation Network? The... They accidentally uploaded a, like a screenshot. Yeah. Like, of, like the cover. Yeah. The pre-order. Accidentally, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It went live for two seconds. So I was like, like oh. Well, I guess it is like the week or two before E3. So this yeah. is when all this shit's leaking. Everybody's prepping it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. You know. It's interesting that Bethesda chose expected. to announce. Uh, Fallout three or uh, Fallout four two weeks before E three. Well, they've got that big conference thing, and the rumor has been think, yeah. Uh, the rumor has been that um they're gonna do. Uh, I, I I really think that that big conference is gonna be a big play. They're gonna do a playthrough of like maybe the first level. Well, yeah, because like first I, whatever mission. Yeah, I'm probably talking about like Dishonored two or something a little bit too. I, yeah. I would I would not be surprised if that whole thing were just a big sloppy blow job to Fallout four. I mean that kind of sets it up because like they already have pre orders open. They have like, yeah. box art. It's a big vertical size. I would really be shocked if it doesn't come out before, even if it's announced for this fall and gets yeah. delayed in the next spring. I'll be yeah. shocked if we're not playing. If we're if this time next year we're like, oh yeah, remember last E3 when they first announced Fallout Four? We just finished it finally, yeah. both of us. No, nope. like, I will still be playing this game. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, for years, fucking Fallout. Anyway, we're not talking about Fallout. We we're talking about Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. I pre-ordered it. I'm gonna play it again. I'm very excited. So I'm no multiplayer. It's just the single player stuff. Which I'm fine with. So, yeah. Who gives a shit? No. F- Rumor has it that Nintendo's next hardware will be Android based. Which would be a huge shift in thinking for such a traditionally insular company, especially an insular Japanese company. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's always prided itself that's on everything they do is home baked. Exactly. Uh, Nintendo then came out like five minutes later and said, "No, oh, that's bullshit." But then again, uh, the the Japanese newspaper that leaked this information, Nikkei, they have almost every time they've ever leaked anything about Nintendo has turned out to be at least mostly true. Yeah. If it was wrong, it was just because like some kind of like like it was just like whatever they thought Nintendo was going to do it turned out to be a little bit different or something like that. I mean, this is the same newspaper that leaked the existence of the 3DS and like uh, the, the fact that Nintendo was going to have a Wii, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And so it's probably true. Like, who knows exactly what's going to happen? But yeah, I'm it just saying, actually makes sense because yeah. Nintendo's working with. An iPhone developer, yeah, a uh, mobile games developer to, uh, to if, I don't, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a big. Deal. I think about the fact if you're Google, you got billions and billions and billions of dollars, and you want to really get into the gaming market. Yeah, Nintendo. You go knock on the Nintendo's door. looking to like kind of broaden its thing, trying to get into mobile yeah. gaming. Yeah, totally. It, it, in fact, actually, right now, if Nintendo actually it does turn out that this would be bullshit. It's going to be disappointing because this idea makes so much sense. Yeah, that'd be kind of disappointing if it's not true. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, Nintendo is such a controlling insular company. Yeah. This to is, say, hey, we're going to have third party yeah, platform intense. that's going to be the basis of. Yeah. And especially everyone's trying to figure out what does this mean for, like, because like, they're saying that the, like, the next console, the next NX is supposed to be Android based. And so it's like. Does, is it going to be is the NX going to be like a console and a handheld that can shake hands is it just going to be one unified device mm-hmm. uh, that can like somehow act as a console and a handheld because that's that's yeah. been the rumors up until now it's like, yeah. like instead of having two two different pieces of hardware Nintendo was going to just going to merge the two yeah I can't help and but so wonder the, if yeah. when they were making the announcements while ago or it was like oh yeah we're going to be still be a hardware company but we're going to build this lifestyle stuff like this heart monitor all these things that yeah. they were floundering and I could totally see like some sort of like some entity Coming in and saying, just basically talking to them and saying, you guys mm-hmm. need, this is, you need some sort of new turn. And well, this is... we'll, we'll get a little more information when they first put out their new, their, their, their first round of mobile games sometime this fall is when yeah. they said. But yeah, it doesn't sound like they're going to officially announce what the NX is until next next spring. Next E3 at the very latest, mm-hmm. probably be next spring because of, 
Japanese, the Japanese love to announce stuff in the early spring right before the financial year end wraps sure. up. So yeah. maybe next March we'll actually get to hear Good time to announce shit. So yeah, interesting things are happening in gaming right now. There's actual yeah. games coming out for the new consoles <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo's doing some, I don't know. It's, 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 huh. Yeah. Speaking of video games, looks like there's a one terabyte Xbox One coming this summer with a headphone jack friendly controller. Finally! And same $400 price tag with a similar PS4 upgrade rumored for the fall. You know, I was fucking shit at you because you were talking about how, because I download games mostly now, more so than pre-ordering it, and uh, I was flicking flicking shit at you for uh, uh, saying that your console was full, but then I went and looked at my hard drive, my console was full of fucking videos and shit, Mm -hmm. I hadn't taken many. I, you know that video content is so I think PlayStation 4 huge. I think whenever you unlock an achievement it automatically takes and saves a video of you unlocking that achievement mm-hmm. and if that setting exists I've turned it off because all I had in there was a bunch of uh, all my romance bits from Inquisition <laughs> all my Dorian you know I didn't realize that um every time you get like an error message or something like that yeah you can send a, that, you so can you send have a video. to go back you have to manually clear all that stuff out oh, I because it got to the point I could no longer tweet uh, screen capture so I was taking on the PlayStation 4 and so like what you have to do is go through all your messages and manually yeah. like wipe that stuff you have to, and you have to wipe all the previous tweet Twitter exactly done. it's a fucking mess I they spent need an hour a delete yesterday. all button on that it's such a basic thing I know and they years. have it elsewhere but they don't have it in that screen you can also just go through and find the Twitter ones and just delete the Twitter ones because yeah. if you delete the Twitter one they'll let you do it but it's funny it's I've had to go through shit. my hard drive to figure out which Every games time I have I'm installed like, that I want to take out because yeah, like, I got I finally for Witcher I had to go in because Witcher was like 70 gig you bought an like actual that. disk though right no I oh, downloaded you, it oh, okay yeah so I um because I was like I'm not gonna find the thing is at least with the install you can always like you, like the installs are different from the actual saved games like True. your saved data exactly yeah that's so, what I did yeah. I went back and deleted a lot of horse shit I'm like I'm not gonna play this again I'm not gonna play Infamous Seconds on anytime soon again because I played it through yeah I delete like Shadow of Mordor and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff just to make room, yeah. Anyway, this is the part of our podcast we talked about storage maintenance on our no, hard drive. No, said, like, uh, one terabyte hard drives, which is great. Uh, yeah. yeah, fucking Microsoft finally having, like, Microsoft again made it, so you had to buy, like, a separate, like, Microsoft dongle to actually yeah. get normal headphone jacks to work with the fucking yeah. uh, uh, controller. So, uh, I don't know if the controller's supposed to be any different, but the fact that, like, that's one of the best secret things about the PlayStation 4 is yeah. you can just, like, yeah. slot a, uh, like, just a normal jack right at the bottom of the controller. So, yeah. like, it, like, the sound's really good and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah! Microsoft. <laughs> I'm glad they're finally doing it. But, yeah. Uh, I guess also the bundle comes with the uh, Master Chief Collection that still doesn't work for half the people playing <laughs> it. So. What an incentive. But, yeah. Steam machines will hit shelves in November with pre-orders open for October early bird delivery. Bill pre-ordered a Steam controller and a Steam Link. That's the thing. that Because I was already thinking about the Fallout stuff. Got me thinking about like new, new getting what it. What is Fallout 4 for Linux? That's what people point out because I keep on forgetting the Steam machines are Linux. Yep. Should you not be able to like take out Linux and install Windows onto you those machines? So you still have the machine. Should, but... Then you got to deal with all the drivers and shit, and like doing. That's doing all the, the other thing. Someone on Twitter was like, "You're gonna have driver hell as a result of that. You're better off probably just like building or having someone build your own machine, or just like off the shelf buy a really good Windows yeah. machine." But yeah, yeah. Ta- yeah. like like taking a, a Steam machine and Frankensteining into something else is probably gonna fuck exactly. you as much as anything yeah. else. Aside from the fact that Steam machines are like wildly overpriced and way complicated to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. But I did get a Steam machine just in the off chance that, like, I don't or know if it'll controller. work with Mac. Or, yeah, I got a Steam yeah, controller. the Steam controller should just be a controller. And even if I just, like, get a gaming gaming PC, hopefully the Steam controller should work with that. Yeah. And I didn't even heard to hear about this before, but the Steam Link, which lets you kick...
check out uh, yeah. any video from yeah. like, any computer, supposedly, yeah. that runs Steam, yeah. which I don't know if that also means Mac. Yeah, I think so, actually. Because ideally, that's the greatest yeah. thing. I essentially just want a console. I just yeah. want, like, a... Exactly. Like, that's all we want. I don't want a second... I don't even have room for it, because I would probably have my gaming PC right here we're recording in front of my TV. Yeah. And so I would love to have, like, yeah, something small. I could just stick on the floor. My TV is the monitor. Yeah. And, like, like and if I could, like... I didn't realize the Steam controller was specifically designed to... That you can use the controller even for games that don't have controller support. Exactly, because, like, yeah. The touch, it's essentially a it's mouse. Like, That's, yeah. yeah. It's, they're smart. They're smart motherfuckers. Yeah. So yeah, they had a $100 bundle, so you can pre-order both of those. And, oh, really? Yeah, so you get the Steam Link and the Steam mm. controller. So I, I threw it down for that. I, I would. It's only been, like, like two or three days, so those, I would imagine those pre-orders are still open. And yeah, you get them. They'll they deliver to you like in mid October, whereas they don't show up. If anybody up on listening shelves. to this podcast wants to give me a wedding present, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we'll see. So uh, let's see. Steam also started offering refunds this week. This is horseshit. Assuming you've played hey, less horseshit? than two hours of a game, yeah. What's what about, about that? short games? Make fucking longer games. Pad that oh, shit no. out. See, that's Read horseshit. the rest of my note. Hopefully this will cut down on some of the chaff on Steam, though devs who sell legit but short indie games are justifiably pissed. anticipated that. Oh, Beal. How yeah. long has Gone Home? Oh, man, I didn't think about Gone, Gone Home. Gone Home is two to three hours. You can beat that in five minutes. Technically, you can beat it in five minutes. Yeah. Yes. Gone Home is a two to three hour game. I didn't think about that. So what, today is the 20th anniversary of the events of Gone of Home? Of Gone Home, yeah. Yeah. Gone home. I like Gone Home. Gone Home is good shit. But like, there are a lot of really good small gaming experiences, you yeah. know? And that like a game should not be punished for being short. Also, I guess the system is is kind of borked right now because I've seen people who have played more than two hours in a game be able to get refunds for yeah. it and stuff. So and I think, technically it's kind of janked up. But. I think in the fine print is also that people can basically ask for a partial refund if your game goes on sale within 14 days of them purchasing it. It's not necessarily a bad idea. Well, Especially how many... It's consumer friendly, but it ain't dev friendly. But I mean, it's, they do need refunds available because it's a marketplace. Any marketplace has to have some kind of refund option. No digital platform has refunds. Time for that shit to change. Just because it's digital doesn't make any different than anything else. I mean, I don't know. It's like there's there's an element this of this. Just bought it and you got it for no matter what. That I mean, that's that's why there's so much bullshit on the Steam store these days because all these companies are true. preying on that. Like, yeah. once, once we got your five bucks, fuck you. We got yeah. your money. There's no recourse. But I don't know. It's but like, if they I, can I make it torn. so, like, if you can only get, so, like, maybe three refunds a month or something like that. I would feel one thing, like, if it's, like, if a game has, like, maybe a Metacritic rating under a certain point. Like, really? or something. Like, seriously. If it's, like, if it's under 50 yeah, Metacritic that's video. a little objective, though. That's a Well, little... I know it is, but still, it's, like, well, it's, like, if I, if I, I mean, there, I admit, there are some games that I would get a refund for in a heartbeat. Like, I fucking bought some visual novel that I realized was more of a strategy game. Oh, really? And I immediately oh. was, like, fuck this. What was Rust? That, I couldn't even get that to work in my Xbox. That, when I first heard this news, I was, like, Oh good, I can get my twenty bucks, twenty bucks back for Rust. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, only oh, actually, I days can't. Of... Oh, it's oh, it's yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. When, when did like... you buy your game? Oh, well, that was like a year ago. Yeah, I'm say, like, yeah. I don't play many PC. That's games first thing. At all. That's the only game I would actually ask for a refund yeah. for. So. But the thing is, there are people like you and I who are ethical. But then there are people who are broke. <laughs> where it's like this is totally like a rental system where you can fucking get your money back. Or something that is like great. That. Just... Didn't you rent Nintendo games back in the day? Wasn't that awesome? Mm, I did, great? but then I'd buy the ones that I love. Yeah, that's what happened here. I don't know. Or actually, well, I don't know. Um, Especially with so many people pirating games, anything that makes actually buying the games easier and more yeah. consumer friendly is never a bad idea, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel... <sighs> Hold on a second. 
I have to be rude because my wife has asked me a question. Wedding stuff what trumps our podcast. You, what's I'm going sorry. on? What's the wedding stuff? No, there's just stuff going on with my. How with many my tears family. are going to be on your cake? Uh, I am having a wedding pie. Thank are you, you. going to stack some of the pies at least? No. The you're fully, just sure you're not going to have like a little folding any like figure on top of a pie? No. Not even like a Lego, Lego kit. Phil, you know what the best part about being gay? You don't get to do any of that heteronormative marriage bullshit. Come on, gendering everything's awesome. No, that's the, literally the best part about being gay is that I don't have to do any quote unquote traditional wedding shit. I only have to do the shit I want to do, which is have a fucking party. How? Where are you getting your garter from? Uh, I haven't bought my garter yet. I am doing a garter, You're but I'm not going to throw a garter. No, that's but the for garter, Don't you wear that around your thigh? Yeah. Isn't it going to be hot? The whole well, it's gonna be sexually powerful, yes. <laughs> Bill, is that is it supposed to be a fertility thing? I don't know. Does it well, makes sense if you're wearing flowers on your thigh. That's definitely suggestive. Of well, something. a garter is supposed to hold up your your um. But not that uh, garter. That's just like decoration. <laughs> Unless my want... point is, is that like lingerie is a powerful thing that women don't get to really do very often. So mm-hmm. my whole thing is, I'm gonna do like an old school, like it's this cool 50s, 60s dress. Uh, they still haven't built lingerie that holds all the pumpkins together. They, when I try to make yeah, my they don't pumpkin. hold my pumpkins together. By the way, <laughs> the problem is, is that. All the sexy lingerie companies don't believe in uh, like four cups below my cup size. Do they size. not have uh, like like actually like like sexy lacy stuff for like bigger ladies? Once you get to us, even the because I know at a certain point it has to be like it's more structural rather than decorative. Well, the thing is, is, is that, that lingerie is to... structural. That's the point of it. Like the, the stuff that I so find what sexy. Say, though, I just interrupted you in the middle of saying what you're because you're, you're say an now. asshole. No, but like <laughs> even even the companies are like we do lingerie for big sad ladies. They give up at a certain point. Yeah, and even the ones that don't give up after a certain point. And it's like, do you like beige? How about grayish? That is so weird because it's not like you're super big or anything like we that. We live in the era of BBWs. Like, what is that what it is? That's what I'm saying. Big, beautiful women. Yeah, yeah it's like, where, where are they buying them? Lingerie? I've seen the BB, uh, big BBW sites yeah. on the online. You are a fucking stick figure compared to what? You are not a BBW. You are chunky. That's what I'm saying. My, like, I, I have the cup size of markets. BBW. Well, that's, well, that's part of well, I mean, But then again, you think of there's all these... Because there I are mar- larger market. Like, there are people who market to the BBW specifically. Fortunately, we do live in a town where there's a really good bra shop. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Yeah, the pencil, the pencil test, test here in yeah. town. But they don't, she doesn't really specialize in long, like, I can get a good bra and I can get some nice panties and shit. But I went like, I'm going to do the whole nine yards. I'm yeah, going to do like yeah. fucking garters and fucking like, No, I'm glad to see you're actually all like shit. doing all that stuff. Cause it's like, when else do I get to do the high femme shit other than my and wedding? You know, it's going to be good. Like some of that stuff. I just do. I wish I was a femme fatale. I just know that I'm the plucky tomboy assistant to the fucking garage mechanic. <laughs> Do you ever like fuck up like the fold between like your boob fold get all fucked up or anything like that? You know the you get boob, boob you get the boob sweat. I was mowing up. the lawn this week. T I what was it too much TMI. TMI? I was mowing the lawn this week and my man titties. Chafe? Chafe! I, yeah. I, I actually smacked because I was like moving because yeah. like, my tits hit the top of the boob bar. Sweat sucks. And yeah. Not even that boob but, like, injuries like, suck. Yeah. It was like the skin that splitter and it hurt something happened. It was like ouch. Oh man, dude, the worst time That's I what... the worst injury I've ever done was when I got my spider bite a couple years ago because I got a spider bite right under my tit. And it was a I really bad one. And you uh, had to well it was when I was sleeping or something. I was in bed, which is the worst part of this whole part. <laughs> and then you still you sleep on a bra though, right? Sometimes, but okay. I mean, it was right under, it was like just oh, yeah, right there, yeah, okay, yeah. but 
when I'm not wearing a bra, it was under the tit. So uh, I I had to put heat on it to get it to uh, progress as yeah. it needed to do. And I accidentally burned the underside of my tit. I think it about a year, year and tit. a half ago, I remember we talked about this on the podcast. And yeah. to the point where I showed it to my doctor, my to- doctor turned green. I fucked up my titty. And uh, it was the worst injury I've ever had in my life. Because when your tit is in traction, you're just laying down. Mm-hmm. You're not moving. Do you have a scar or anything? Like oh, that? I have a nasty, I have a nasty scar on my tit from the burn, and then I have a nasty scar from the bite. So it was like the worst injury I've ever had. Oh, yeah, deformed titty. It was bad. I got a broke-ass titty. I oh, mean, that doesn't sound bad, because like I said, I just, my, my tits just hit the top of the, like, the fucking the but mower. Tit but tit injuries like, suck. Same, but I, so what I had to go, like, like before bed every night, I would just take some, like, uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Just kind of, like, 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 and, like, lay down, like, I know oh nothing is worse than boob chafing, than Isn't boob nice? injuries. At least as a guy, nasty. at least I can feel comfortable talking to you about my titty. <laughs> I'm my Bill. titty issues do your titty issues. I'm just saying, I've had them all, I, dude. Can I go in for like a titty size? Can I get my titty size like ladies? Would they you even could. do that? No. I'm just saying, a good sports bra probably would not be an unreasonable thing, Bill. <laughs> I would not be the first fat guy in Portland to be running around with a sports bra. A good sports actually, my, bra... For fat guys, my tits aren't actually that big. But, yeah. yeah. A nice sports bra saves your life, dude. It would, you would never hit your 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 titties on the mower again. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast, where we talk well, about titty problems. I just take some bungee cords and some books. Mo titties, mo problems. In other news, God. The Rock is to star in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. Which, this just seems like fake news. <laughs> Why it does seem like clickbait? China, like how is this? Well, it's a classic. I can't imagine this movie. is actually going to happen because who cares that I much? I have never seen Big Trouble in Little China. I have seen it and I am ambivalent. It's not a bad movie, but I'm just kind of like, well, it's it's a classic. It's it's not that. I mean, ideally, that's one of the perfect candidates for being remade. Is a movie that interesting idea but not necessarily that interesting here's your chance to make it interesting yeah. it's not like remaking a classic where they got exactly. perfect the first time yeah although some people argue that big trouble big trouble in little china is a clack i was gonna say you're the with. only person i've ever heard talk about big trouble in little china with anything but glowing it's praise okay. and it's a big white truck driver guy who gets stuck in china and little town san francisco while dudes are trying doing chinese kung fu shit it's kind of cute and funny but it's not like i don't know i never got the love for big trouble in little china huh it's not bad. I don't actively dislike it. It's just kind of like, well, like, it. like, it's like Buckaroo Bonsai. And we're like, I appreciate that the movie's weird and funny and silly, but it's no fucking Goonies. It's no fucking <laughs> yeah, People fucking. So I guess this year is the 30th anniversary of the Goonies. Yeah. And I guess within the next month, they're having a whole bunch of stuff up in the story. It's happening right takes... now. I texted you that thing with. Uh, That's from... happening right now? Yes. I wanted to go up to that. It's at least started this weekend because my friend Sarah B was like, I'm in Astoria for the Goonies oh, anniversary. That's bullshit because the 30th anniversary of the events of the Goonies doesn't happen until this October, and that's in the real Goonies anniversary. <laughs> but. Oh, I didn't realize that was going on right now. Yeah, they're, so I'm sure that? they're doing a year long celebration. No, especially thing. people in Oregon love to slag on the Goonies. They're like, fuck that movie. I hate that movie. The fucking movie hipsters. Yeah. The Goonies fucking the awesome. Goonies, fuck those people. <laughs> the Goonies takes place in Oregon and is, in fact, filmed in a small town called Astoria. Yeah. On the co- beautiful historical town on the coast of Oregon. And yeah, Oregon, Astoria loves the Goonies. Astoria loves the Goonies. Portland hates the Goonies. Fuck the people. <laughs> What do you think about the Goonies? I have no opinion about the Goonies. Exactly, exactly. I want to start. Not that I have to force other people to love the Goonies, but man, fuck those people. Not to be a dick, but I wasn't a teen. I wasn't a young boy in the eighties, and I think that's why I don't give a shit about the Goonies. Though my mom, Uh, my mom loves the Goonies. My mom loves the Goonies. Actually, I should make sure to take my. 
my uh, mom to Astoria when she comes and visits so we can partake of you the... Had to, you guys have never been up there? She's been, oh yeah, she's, she went out the first time she visited because that's where the Goonies that's happened. Say, exactly. She sent me a picture of the rocks. Like, <laughs> oh, that's Cannon Beach and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, she did the whole nine yards. Oh my god. In other news, we gotta keep going. Uh, the U.S. School of Wizardry uh, will be revealed in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them film. Man, I've been thinking about Harry Potter this week because I realized all at once of what a boring-ass Harry Potter fan I am. Yeah. In that I'm, I think I'm the only Harry Potter fan in the world who doesn't give a shit about the Marauders. Oh, the Marauders. Marauders everybody, map, yeah. Everybody fucking loves the Marauders and Harry Potter fandom, and I'm like, who cares? Well, Harry's parents are we're fucking Ron. dicks. We're Hermione yet. All I care about are Ron and Hermione. Oh, man, and the worst my sketchbook. I found, like, but this is a sketchbook from before the movies came out? Oh, yeah. Is it this sketchbook? Where I was doing sketches of the characters, and I forgot, like, back when, like, when I was sketching Hermione, back when she was supposed to be ugly? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess it's, maybe it's not this this sketchbook, but, like, I don't know. But, yeah, no, remember, like, yeah, Hermione. Hermione Granger. And the Hermione's Further Adventures of Hermione Granger starring Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Man, true. Jesus true. Christ. I actually did. I talked about this on the podcast, I'm sure, before, but I really do want, I like, if I were ever to have a Harry Potter spinoff, I would want a weekly um, crime drama about Hermione Granger as a wizarding investigator in the world of Harry Potter. Is that her job? In, at no, the... she winds up working in some other department. I, I thought she was still like, working for like a Ministry of Magic. She does, like but she's not an investigator or anything like that. Um, but anyway, and I wanted to be about Ron as a state, as a, as a, t- a, 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 a stay-at-home dad, <laughs> like, raising all the kids so, in a little yeah. pot belly, and like, you know, just his, her, his oblivious husband. I love it. Who'd you get to play older Ron and Hermione? Older Hermione, I wanted to be played by, fuck, what's her name? She was in The Importance of Being Earnest, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh, you are the adult version of Emily Watson. Um, she hasn't been in a lot, so you probably Emma would not know Watson? her. Um, no, Isn't not there multiple Watsons. I'm confused by Christina Hendricks. <laughs> no, fuck no. What is the name of this woman? Frances O'Connor. I would want it to be Frances, Frances O'Connor. O'Connor. Here, I'm going to show you a picture really of her Frances right now. O'Connor. She was in uh, Bride of Frankenstein. She played Una. Uh, she looks like an adult. Uh, Emma Watson. What else has she been in? Uh, I know her from The Importance of Being Earnest. I think she was in uh, AI. She was the mom in AI. Oh, she's fucking great. I love she's AI a really good because actress. That, is, that is like one of the ultimate mom movies to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. She's a really good is she actress. English? Yeah, she's British. Oh. And she's really good in The Importance of Being Earnest. Of course. And the whole time I'm like, Google's first thing. she was in this terrible movie, Timeline. Uh, about time travel back oh, to the Oh, it's like ages. based off of um, uh, yeah. Michael, Michael Crichton shit. Do you yeah. care about Jurassic Park? Jurassic I don't Park. give a shit about There's Jurassic Park. There's like all this Jurassic Park nostalgia coming out because that new movie's coming sure, out. Sure, I don't give a Of course, a shit. Google uh, automatically auto-completes Francis O'Connor feet. <laughs> Francis O'Connor is my choice for an adult Hermione Granger in working class England solving magic related crimes uh, and covering them up for the... Why are you not so tweeting at this? the end of... Well, this has been my th- pitch for years. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's on Twitter with you. <laughs> Why are you not tweeting this at her at least once a day? Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I'm, I am really excited about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I think that's also very cool. They officially announced Harry that Potter. What's-His-Face is going to play uh, oh, yeah. and Newt what's Scamander. That, uh, Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so the, the gist is it's like 1930s New York. Fuck. He's English, that but he's kind of New York. Pitch wizarding and New York. And you get to see the what the American. So I'm assuming the wizarding school Ugh. must be in New England, because where else? Because I'm assuming it must yeah. have been founded like before, like witch trials Bill, and stuff like what that. What if it's a main movie? What 
mean? It probably will be about in Salem. But no, you love. You're saying how you love Maine. Period Maine. What if it were period Maine, but 30s Maine? Oh, that's fine too. Oh, you mean Maine the state? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking. About, what, what if it was like a Maine Harry Potter no, movie? No, no, like no. what? No, no. But well, that's is this, isn't Maine technically New England? It is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's I'm saying. I would imagine it'd probably be for. I mean, it's probably going to be upstate New York. Yes. That's exactly. probably what, just like you know, like Scotland versus like yeah. London. It's. But so they could be that do same like thing. a Salem thing. So what's the what's the like American Wizardry School going to look like, especially in the 1930s? In the 30s. Yeah. I don't know. Like, ah, I'm really excited. Ah. It. It's going to be good. Yeah. This podcast has been a very gone gone on very long. Already. I'm going to keep going. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I just imagined a movie full of uh, fucking Eddie Grand being surrounded by five kids going, Schmittish, Schmittish. Uh, Amazon is offering a digital purchase of the first Jurassic Park movie, a ticket to go see the new Jurassic World movie, and a pre-order for that movie on Blu-ray for 30 bucks. I thought that That's was just crazy. interesting just to have. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the idea that they're already uh, getting you locked in for a Blu-ray purchase of a movie you have not seen. Yeah. not seen seen yet um but i thought that was kind of uh, a couple people people were con- a couple years ago people were conjecturing that like movie studios might start doing this yeah often, where you basically buy with, a ticket in the blu-ray at the door yeah especially with so many new big movies coming out being part of a pre-established franchise that like you would get like yeah uh like you would get like digital versions of old movies attached like related to the new movie that you want and like a pre-order for the blue essentially just this yeah uh, i did with when i bought a ticket for mad max to go see with foley i did get a free track for the soundtrack which i'm like oh that's some shit i could wipe my ass with that's yeah, exactly. great yeah the soundtrack's not yeah. Well, I did wind up then buying the whole soundtrack, so did it you? worked. It worked. I bought the soundtrack. I, it I liked it. Um, um, no, Bill, I pay for things. How many times do I have to look you in the eye and say, I am no longer a pirate. I tried to buy the things I, I want. I came out of Fury Road, there was a guy with a t-shirt gun, except he said t-shirt, so it was Mad Max Fury Road CDs. But anyway, you're, shooting into the you're parking right. Lot. This is intriguing that they're giving the movie as part of the Especially for 30 bucks. For 30 bucks, that's like... Movie you go tickets going to be like 10 or 12 bucks. It's like, or if you go see them in fucking 3D, in IMAX in prime time in like the fucking oh, non-matinee yeah. $20 technically it's like if I think it's $15 Fandango credit you get with that so yeah. you can put oh, it to okay. whatever yeah. like because I'm sure like a 3D movie ticket's gonna be like 20 bucks or yeah. something like that yeah. but still for like 30 bucks that's, that's not nuts. Bad, so. that's nuts Fuck, I could you, those trailers could not have killed my any enthusiasm I might have had for that movie I don't care enough woof, about Jurassic woof. Park and that's the thing because everyone's freaking out like again with the nostalgia park uh, nostalgia that like I was never that big of a fan of that movie when it came out and now I'm especially like it's the special effects were great and if you were like 10 when that movie came out I could see that movie being a revelation see I know a but lot of women even... where that movie is like hugely important to them how so um, they just love Jurassic Park I didn't know if it was like I, Jeff the Goldblum. only people I know who are ape shit about Jurassic Park are women man this is the thing I was going off about on Twitter this week too how was the new Jurassic Park not about one of those kids from that movie yeah. now having to deal with the legacy of their grandfather because I was thinking well you make it and also Chris Pratt looks like that kid Tim he does he does look he does. like the older version of that character yeah. I mean of course people on Twitter are saying oh maybe it's a twist in the movie find what out. a twist but then like you can say his sister helped him build like 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 she she designed the security system for the park because she's a computer expert yeah. now she's like a head honcho Google or something like yeah, that yeah 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 like there's all things you fun stuff you can do that's like even more tied yeah. into like I don't Bill, know who but... gives th- people don't care about dinosaurs I know but that's, that's the other thing about this new Jurassic Park they fucked up the dinosaurs yeah. it's fake pretend dinosaurs that's, that's a real Which, once shame. Once you've done that, who gives a shit? Now you yeah. it's, might as well just have like random CGI monsters from an alternate dimension exactly. show up at that point. Uh, Man, woof, woof, woof. Just, who wants to see a bunch of who wants to see T Rex with feathers? Everyone's so disappointed with point, all the actually. progress we've known about dinosaurs that no one wants to. Did see you see supposed to like the T Rex from the first movie shows up in the new one though? If you could, 
I, I guarantee you, I have not pursued any spoilers. I'm just saying, this is, I don't even know if that's a spoiler because I've seen people talking about it pretty publicly. I don't know if they're advertising this fact, but that's what I've heard. I would not s- stop in the street to pick up a free Jurassic World. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't. I can give. Oh, I have no nostalgia about Jurassic Park because I was my parents wouldn't let me go see it because they knew I, I scared very easily and they yeah. thought it would scare me too that's much. That's what I'm saying. More but, people your age are like, ah, Jurassic exactly. Park. All my peers are apeshit about it. I missed out on it. However, I have huge nostalgia around the toys because they, well, I loved yeah. dinosaurs. The ones with the meat with the cattle damage. Yeah. Those were, I've never seen those you on the shelves a, going. A dinosaur steak. <laughs> Pull off this guy and see the You would groups. see and yeah. shit like that. That did you shit have those cool toys shit. or did you I had a few of them. I had a few of them. I had a few Velociraptors and... Now you know what you're going to for a wedding gift. I'm going to get you some of those. Don't, don't, don't. Bill, his next note in the Geek Week Review is the very re- evocative, what the fuck is Playmotion? <laughs> so Playmotion is a thing they just announced this week. Um, I don't know what toy company is doing this, but they're working with Disney. I think actually maybe it's just, it's just a Disney initiative. Uh, when they first announced it, I thought it was some kind of like weird Kinect video game thing. Because they just had a teaser, like a little trailer for like, Playmotion is coming, or it's going to blow your mind. And they just showed this kid with like this Iron Man breastplate and toy gauntlet. Like running around his living room, like pretending to blast stuff, and I thought it was like because they made it kind of pitch almost like a video game thing, because it's some kind of play thing that keeps score and everything like that. It's not a video game thing; it doesn't interact with the TV at all or anything like that. It's wearable items that you buy for your kids that have like speakers and computers built in mm-hmm. that like will talk to the kid and like give the kid your kids missions to do stuff. Like if you've got the Iron Man bits, mm-hmm. um, you can go out, like go outside and play and like they'll pretend like, oh, there's enemies coming. Hide behind a rock. And if you hide behind the rock, somehow it knows you're hiding behind I'm a sure rock. I'm sure there's some sort of gyroscope. Yeah, I'm not quite sure exactly how it gauges like how yeah. you're interacting with the environment. Although they do, are selling toys that interact with these objects. Of course they are, yeah. So you can shoot at the toy. I was going to say, so my first thought Skylanders. when you described it is it's like a really um, a more advanced laser tag that's kind of like what it is but now it's play motion yeah so i guess it's gonna be a whole bunch of like avenger stuff that comes out this fall sure star wars stuff next year and then yeah. the year after that's supposed to be a bunch of frozen stuff i guess man frozen sequel. 2 is coming that's what i'm saying so do you, I did you hear that frozen toy sales are higher now than they were when the movie came out they're, they're higher now than they were six months ago. Frozen well, is a juggernaut. I, 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 I can believe that sales were higher a year ago than they were at the, that. Higher now than they were six months ago. Yeah. I wonder if it's not on top, like not only on top of the kids wanting it. I wonder if the collectors have bought into it now. Collectors, Assuming you can account for some collector stuff, but that's that's not. Frozen. Well, you got my, the people my God jerk it off to the princesses. Frozen. It's terrible because like Frozen is like. They talk about, like, some movies, like, Four Quadrant Movies. I'm waiting for it, but... No, I'm just saying for, like, you got, like, the kids who love it. Yeah. And some of the boys who love it. You got the perverts who love it. It's, like, really... <laughs> it's, it's just three quadrants, Bill. What's the fourth? <laughs> <laughs> Parents dragged along. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. It. But no, you got the collectors who are, like, investing. They're going to try to sell back all these toys to, like, all these kids in 20 years when they've grown up and thrown out all this junk. It's... Uh, yeah, this really? Is- yeah, dude, Frozen is a juggernaut, man. Well, you think about it, it's like what there hasn't really been a big piece of media for kids kind of oriented towards girls that's been as impactful. If I go to Disneyland, how likely is it do you think I can make myself into a meme? Because I want to go <laughs> Pretty there. Pretty likely, actually. Because <laughs> I want to do the cards are stacked in your favor. I want to do the most hover hands thing <laughs> with like, like a live action Elsa. Bill, I'm just like, the odds are pretty good. <laughs> Yes, I know what I'm Yeah, when you're afraid to touch the girl, and you're like, yeah, she 
she's my friend. I can't Bill, touch her. Who among us has not hover hands at some point in their life? I have the advantage that since knowing Foley, Foley is a very um, Foley. The ways that Foley and I have kind of evolved each other is I have allowed, helped her become a much more loving and affectionate person. Uh-huh. But Foley has always been a very physically affectionate person, so she hudges and touches to the point now where I just casually touch people all the time. So all of my barriers for affectionate touching that were there before I met Foley, because my mm-hmm. family, we're very affectionate. We're big huggers. We'll kiss each other in cheeks. But you don't touch people who aren't your family. Yeah. Like, now I'm a big, like, I'll just casually pat someone on the shoulder, or, like, come on. Well, I know it's less you were packs when we ran into the Hey Ash, what you playing people. You started giving Anthony Birch, like, a massage while uh-huh, he was signing. Yeah. You were just yeah. like, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> exactly. I'm glad that you went to a massage place. That's where you would go to a worse place. Anyway, um, it's not like you find Anthony Birchash really attractive. I, Does I anyone used find to be, Anthony Birchash. Bill, have, have you not hover hand? Let he who has not hover handed. I make it mocking myself. Exactly, but yeah, Bill, you could you've got pretty, especially if you wear your Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, I've already got my Witcher uh, necklace. Bill, my do we need to buy you a keyblade to take? You? <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you go up there like, hey, hey, Elsa, Anna, hold on, I got to wipe out boob sweat from my <laughs> and hopefully someone's recording that. Like, yeah, I want to go there. Like, I need to. I'm you got to pretty good odds, Bill. Oh, did you see this Witcher book that I have? Bill, we need to get through these. Can we, I need to go home to my wife. We've got so much left. Uh, oh, hey, I have the 1776 Blu-ray to review. According to Arrested oh, Development, uh, the Arrested Development's producer, they're going to start filming the next season of Arrested Development this Christmas, with the season debut being next spring or summer. Yeah, this. Kind of self-explanatory. Hopefully uh, this doesn't... All the blue... The, the green screen in California has been purchased for all of the stitched-together shots that they're going to be doing for the I'm next I'm assuming they must be writing this a little more traditionally, like, rather yeah. than, like... It's not like they... Like, they've had... Well, then again, they had ten years of, like, fucking time there to, like, arrange the schedules last time. There was more digital in Arrested Development Season 4 than there was in Mad Max. <laughs> Than there was in the fucking Polar Express. I know, like fucking, oh, fucking Mr. F is like, oh yeah, she's on the set of Fury Road. She's like, oh yeah, I can deal with all this green skin. I just came off Arrested Development season four. What's really funny is that Arrested Development season four um, is the the season that made me conscious of digital compositing. Because you'll see that all the time. Like Parks and Rec does it all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I was never really conscious of it until now. Now, anytime there's a shot that's like a time talking headshot where you see a little bit of someone's shoulder or mm-hmm. head. I wonder, is that really them? Or is that a stand-in? Or well, is that actually... Arrested Development was really bad, too, because you don't expect a sitcom like that to be digitally composited. You don't expect, yeah. like, like, an actor to walk in off off camera, obviously, like, flat as a two-dimensional, like, yeah. sprite. There are Hello, moments everybody. in that show where there's a room full of people, and it is obvious that none of those people are in their room together. <laughs> And it's, you know, they had to do what they had to do, and I don't really fault them for it, but it's just kind of fun. That was the show that made hopefully, me Hopefully, like, if they're going to have to do that again, hopefully they, like, upgrade to a better so- uh, like uh, software suite for compositing or something <laughs> Maybe. Like It was pretty something. rough. Uh, Lego Minecraft is in beta. So Tell is this what this. Lego Worlds was? Is, is it? Was that confirmed? Is that a, from, what is this even called? Like, Lego... Or Lego Universe Whatever or the new like game that? is. It's essentially... Well, everyone's just calling it Lego Minecraft. Because is, uh, yeah. with one of the Lego kits that came it is out... Lego worlds yeah yeah there was a on the back of one of the instructions there was this ad for lego to mention or lego worlds uh, and everyone was like a new what thing? the fuck is this and then yeah the news came i didn't out. even hear about that. there were rumors that they weren't announced something they yeah. just announced this week it's only for windows only so we can't play it i'm fine uh but yeah it really is just minecraft like i'm oh, not the, the person thing, it looks less too. blocky than minecraft because you're playing it seems to be from what i've seen you're playing as third person 
rather uh-huh. than the first person, uh-huh. but you are like a little Lego person that you can customize, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. running around world, you know, you're building stuff just like in Minecraft. Except like the Minecraft blocks, in proportion to a, like a little Lego minifigure, yeah. are yeah. much smaller yeah. than the giant like fucking like half I think refrigerator it's like size. Three to one, or like they're like, like that. Yeah. I think maybe closer to four. So the worlds are actually far less blocky, and it's funny because it's all rendered to look like plastic suit. There's so there's already more like rendering technology built into this game than Minecraft, whereas Minecraft's everything flat lighting, flat textures. And so, but it really is just like you're just building mountains or carving out a mountain. It, it was going to happen between Minecraft and there was a Lego MMO. And one of the biggest criticisms of the Lego MMO is that you couldn't actually create things. That's what, if you're. <laughs> That's what Lego is. Yeah, no. And it's just, I remember when uh, Minecraft started uh, first started becoming a big thing. That's how they were pitching it. It was like, imagine yeah. if Lego became a game. This is exactly what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Interesting. It's funny. It only took them like, what, like, Minecraft's been out for like a good six or seven years now. Yeah. Could... Well, I mean, that kind of game would take a huge amount of development. To do it right. Like, fucking Minecraft was like three guys in a basement. But, fuck you. Um, GameStop bought ThinkGink. What? Yeah. Really? GameStop yeah. bought ThinkGink? So that becomes the ultimate pawn shop garbage warehouse. Well, no, that's interesting because there are, there, um, GameStop has had gaming stuff there. Yeah. Like, I bought like, my you bought Mass Effect wallets wallet and stuff. there. Yeah. And, like, you know, I think we're both going to wallets. Yeah, and like, you can get like, action figures and shit. And that's always something that, that, if they're smart, having exclusive shit is a way you get people into a well, retailer. Because I think Geek... I think Geek oh, I'm thinking of Fan Gamer, where they do like very game-specific yeah. stuff. Well, but think still think does gaming does stuff, stuff, too. Yeah. I just picture a lot more Doctor Who shit. Well, nerd shit, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, that's... it. As a retailer, what do you do to make your shit special? You have shit you can't get anywhere else. Well, especially GameStop's everywhere, so if you're some, yeah. some poor nerd who lives out, like, out in the middle exactly. of fucking, like, Kansas... Well, it's like I told you, like, Hot Topic was the only place to buy manga yeah. in Fort Worth, Texas Granted, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> thank you, you can already buy that shit over the internet, so it's not like you need a this retail place. But if you want to go like to a physical place and see but stuff, but Bill, the future of commerce is not all online. Don't you know this? No. It's about the what is it called? Three. It's about it's it's you have um because it's like Amazon. The problem with online shopping is shipping. It's enormously expensive to do, and Amazon has gone the race to the bottom. If it takes more than three days, people think it's not worth it. Like, I ordered a book that's going to ship in, like, three weeks, and I'm like, what is this? Did expanded same-day delivery to a whole bunch of new cities this Well, see, so week? the thing is that Amazon is doing all of this. They're, they're buying more warehouses, and one of the things that some observers are wondering is if Amazon won't buy a retail chain. Because the thing is, is that what do you, what is the next best thing? Is you order something online, and you can go to a store and pick it up. Or the store is the warehouse. Yeah. So like the smartest thing that could possibly happen is you have a you're an established e-tailer with a really good market and a really sizable inventory, and then you use stores as mini warehouses that do fulfillment. So what if you're so you GameStop and you like you see something you like and you just buy it through GameStop and or like you just pick it up right there in the yeah, store? Like it, exactly. Like even though you're right there in the store, like the purchase still goes through Amazon. Yeah. Or That's something like that. It. Or, like, it doesn't have to be, like, GameStop. But, but anything, it's, like, you know? it's like because, it you know, even with Amazon Prime, I'm like, I gotta wait two days for this, three days for this. What if I just go and, and buy it online and either it's fulfilled from that local store, the store is just basically a tiny warehouse, yeah. or I can go pick it up at the end of work. It's an interesting idea. It's, like, it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's the future. Of... My v- vision of American con- commerce in the next uh, couple decades is us building shit for China. <laughs> Role reversal. Where, like, they're the something ones with like expensive that. computers. Uh, the uh, I guarantee you that um that that is the thing because like uh, uh, free shipping is not sustainable, mm-hmm. and uh, Amazon is losing money hand over fist doing free shipping, and other retailers can't afford to it's do it. Of that goddamn expensive transparency show.
taking all the money. Oh, that's, that's so expensive. That's a really funny joke, Bill. They're Especially when you say the name wrong. It's transparent. Really? Oh, oh, well, not, now it's a joke. I get it now. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Jason Statham would play James Bond if asked, he said. Would you want no. him to? I would love, actually, well, it's kind of a logical. They would have to reinvent James Bond to be kind of like a dopier. It'd have to be like turning James Bond into Fast and the Furious. Well, if you see the mechanic, the mechanic is in the way that Layer Cake was. Um, is the mechanic the one most, uh, Christian Bell gets super skinny? That's the machinist. Oh. I made the same mistake. No, the mechanic is my favorite Jason Statham movie. Um, it is uh, Jason Statham is a assassin who is getting ready to retire, and his mentor is basically in a tough sitch, and his mentor is a shitty shit heel son who wants to learn the business. And so um, Jason Statham takes on this guy Ben Foster, who's one of my favorite young actors, yeah. and uh, teaches him the way of all this shit. And it's kind of him doing. Like, I mean, it's set in like Alabama or something like that. But he is not not a James Bond like character in that. It's kind of a logical evolution of. Um, uh, Daniel Craig is kind of your th- more thug James Bond. Well, he's James Bond. Oh uh, yeah, Daniel Craig's James Bond does open a door towards more thuggy. Yeah, and James stuff. Jason Statham can do like a kind of uh, a, a domesticated thug thing pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't finished it, but there is a Jason Statham movie on Netflix that came out not too in one of the recent January Jason Statham movies where he's actually a dad who's again a retired hitman because that's we know what to expect <laughs> from this and. Uh, he he's just basically a domesticated dude, and okay. he does that real well. So uh, Jason Statham looks good in the suit. Um, I would masturbate to him in a suit in a, in a James Bond movie. Yeah, so. but he's still, he's still James Bond. He expects a little bit of enough of a class that, like, yeah, there I, is yeah, a classy aloofness. He doesn't have his the class. way of. But yeah. does James Bond have to be that anymore? Doesn't he just beats people with the butt of a gun. I would rather it be like a woman, James Bond. So I was gonna say, like, if you're if he if he were to be James Bond, who would be the Bond lady? Is like, what would be that tier of Bond lady? It's always it's always just the latest model flavor of the week. That's always what James Bond ladies are. They're like, is it always just Michelle Rodriguez in a different like mustache every movie? <laughs> like, hello, how are you doing? I would, you know, I would go see a movie where Michelle Rodriguez were James Bond. Why does Michelle Rodriguez have a fucking action vehicle series? Don't say Fast and Furious. Do not. She's like the secondary character in those movies. She's Bill. She's not in half of them. She died. They had to bring her back. back. Did you see the latest one? I'm just saying. I remember, Bill. I tried to, and I was so (laughs) bored. I couldn't finish it. Uh, Uh, Anyway, okay. Uh, Oh, Nicole Nichols had a stroke. mm -hmm. She goes sheepies. I uh, best of my best hopes to her. How's she doing? Uh, She's recovering and she's alert and stuff like that. But hey, you know, she's like 98 years old. Suck. There's not too many Star Trek actors left to have strokes these days, so by virtue of the fact that she's alive and having a stroke means she's doing better than most of her Star Trek buddies. Uh, but yeah, kind of a shame, especially you know, just on the heels of losing, uh, who's the guy who played Spock? Larry Stinkums. Bill, the respect and love you use when talking I'm about this saying. thing that's really important to you. It's just very special. Uh, she signed an autographable photo for me, and she spelled it with one L instead of two, and I'm still bitter. <laughs> bile. Bile. Yeah, yeah, I wrote bile. Like, what is this? An editorial against me? What is this? No, but Nichelle Nichols. Yeah, no, that's a damn shame. Yeah, it's only, yeah. it's only her uh, checkoff and Kirk now, I think. Oh, yeah, because Spock died. Spock I, died. I feel like he, that's he's so old. Oh. Which is especially ironic because they're boning in the new movies. Ironic. 
Well, because, like, he died and she got sick, and so it's, like, they're tied together, so it's the, like, you know. I don't know if I can tell you about this. Bill, explain to me the sentence, because I know these individual <laughs> words, but I don't know what this means. I don't remember what this is. What is Roger it? Roger Christian is trying to turn Black Angel into a full-length movie. Uh, Roger Christian Who? was, like, what? a set and prop guy from the original Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. And uh, this, is, even, this is even pretty vague, even for Star Wars history nerds. Uh, he, after um, helping work on the first Star Wars movie, he got a contract to make his own short film called Black Angel, oh. which was like a medieval, like 20 minute long medieval short film about like this like guy going off to fight some kind of like dragon or fucking black oh. knight, uh, dude. Sounds and so this a short film uh, that he wound up making after Star Wars, uh, George Lucas put in front of The Empire Strikes Back when it played overseas. Oh. Uh, but the, after that, like the prints got lost and essentially it was like a little 20 minute short film lost to history and I guess somebody found a print and uploaded it to YouTube in the last couple months and mm. since then uh, Roger Christian has come back and he's decided he's going to try to turn this like long lost 20 minute short film into a feature film Interesting. so I guess he has an indie Indiegogo camp- campaign to try to get money I'll to go throw my money at him and I guess he, he said like some studio wants to give him 15 million dollars to make the movie if he can prove that there's the an thing, audience which, that's and such and a and weird and thing where like, like movie studios game companies it's essentially literally is voting with your dollars because yeah. it's not really about the money that they're they're I'm not this necessarily against it. It's just weird. It is just weird. And it, it skews people's expectations of how much shit costs. Especially as far as I know, this guy, like, uh, the, well, the only thing we know about this Roger Christian guy, he was, like, sec decorator on the first Star Wars movie, and then he made this one movie that no one ever seen before. Okay. <laughs> money. Yeah, it's not exactly a strong foundation for, like, yeah, let, let's get this, like, movie made. But, like, I don't know. The, the, from what, uh, the little bits of extras of footage I've seen from Black Angel from the original version look kind of cool, but... I'll have to go back and watch it. Oh, I was just yeah. reading the next note. Yeah, I know. Laughing. Your face just shifted. Right on the heels of the It movies being canceled, it was announced that The Stand will be turned into a movie plus Showtime miniseries, and the director wants Matthew McConaughey to play Randall Flagg. You know who Randall Flagg All is? All I know is that he's your favorite character, right? He's He's the big villain in all the Stephen King universe books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he's he's been up in, he like, is he, he doesn't show up in it, but he's essentially like a character that shows up in a bunch of different guises Yeah, throughout a bunch of different uh, Stephen King books. Is he a devil analog? Is that exactly. Well, technically he's a devil analog, but he serves the actual devil, which is this, this shadow demon called the Crimson King, who's like, real really is. And not even the devil, but he's just the ultimate agent for chaos, because Stephen King, the broad mythology is just chaos versus order, ah. and order is good chaos is bad so the crimson kings are super evil but crimson king is just like out in the dark it's more of an abstract idea around sure. flag is like his actual asian who run around fucking things up and they get in the in the gotcha. world and uh yeah so randall flag is just like this kind of like not necessarily faceless but kind of like when people have a hard time describing him because he's so like He's, I don't know, kind of a little bit of a shapeshifter, but he's always, like, mm-hmm. this tall guy, like, in, like, denim jacket and denim jeans, like, cowboy mm-hmm. boots, who always, like, very charming, but also oh, kind of sure. evil, and he'll fuck huh. you up when you're not looking and stuff like that, and he has magic and shit McCone like that. McConaughey would be a good villain. That's what I'm saying, exactly! Actually, just actually McConaughey playing a villain. Randall Flagg is essentially Matthew McConaughey, yeah, just yeah. evil. Like, if he had an evil twin, The McConaughey continues. He has a name Randall Flagg, so it sounds like a character uh, he would play. So, yeah, do you know anything about The Stand? Is that the plague one? That's the plague one. Where the cover looks like something medieval-y, but then I yeah, read the premise, and I'm like, no. It's like hitting each other with, like, axes? Yeah. Yeah, I never And then I read the description, and I was like, why the I read the, the book, and I was like, what's, <laughs> what's this cover? It's, a, it's like a chicken crow versus a dude in, like, white pants. 
hitting each other with like sticks. Yeah, yeah. that's the stand. <laughs> uh, about plague. That's all I know. Yeah, so this is gonna be yet another failed Stephen King adaptation that either either never happens or like when it does happen, like you never. What was good, the but... successful Stephen King adaptation that everyone is trying to chase? Because they keep trying to do that's it. I guess it's the thing. Shawshank Redemption. It's the Shawshank Redemption. And the Shining which has no supernatural elements. And the Shining was a box office crash. This, yeah, it's that's just Stephen a King hated. Yeah. Probably, like, after the Shawshank Redemption, well, you've got Stand By Me. I guess, yeah. yeah but that's not, like, what you think of when you think of Stephen King stories. Because they see that's keep a character piece. making Stephen King movies. But, like, these big supernatural ones, they're terrible. Because, like, well, they did an It miniseries back in the day, and they followed up with The Stand yeah. miniseries back in the day. They were fucking all... I think made by the same people. They were fucking... Did you see any either of those two no. things? No! Because you would have been, like, 13 when both of those when came out. Why would I have given a they shit about any of these? Well, that's the thing. These books... There's good parts of these books, but the source material isn't necessarily that Stephen good. Stephen King is one of those authors that I know a lot of smart people who really are into good books, uh-huh. who love Stephen King, uh-huh. even though they say there is not a good Stephen King book. It's like Stephen King's like the stinky cheese that like like like, like people with like supposedly really developed palates are like, man, you gotta try this ass cheese. You know, it tastes like dead donkey, but it's really one of the most like you just you don't even understand until you try it, and you're like. Fuck that. Friend of the podcast, my e-child posted a picture of <laughs> Sid. Sid yeah. is my e-child. Sid posted a picture of this this Canadian candy where the tagline of it was, the gum that tastes like soap, or it still tastes like soap. <laughs> and it's like this beloved Canadian candy. And I feel like that's Stephen King. It's a gum that tastes like soap. Well, like, he does its job. But like, while, while looking at the label, like, why would anyone waste their time with this? I could totally understand. And that, when you talk to me, is like, so... His first book totally tastes like ivory, but his second book tastes like Irish Spring. And if you know the difference between the two in taste, you'll understand why you have to go with Irish Spring. I, yeah. I know how much you love the Dark Tower books, and my mom also Again, loves the Dark Tower books. There's seven Dark Tower books. There's about a good about one and a half books worth of good book in that series. I was uh, the my I work for a company that's a manufacturer, and I went to the factory one day, and I had early for a meeting, and I had to read, and there was one of like the third Dark Crystal book or Dark Tower book in there, was and this? I started reading it. It was like, just long enough for the Robo Bear. <laughs> Like the fucking bees, and it was just like the dumbest, worst written thing I'd ever Dylan. read. Dylan randomly picked up one of those books because, again, she's heard me Ugh. and other people rave about those books. She picked up the one that starts off with a young girl going to a witch to have her vagina uh, oh, yeah. inspected to see if she's still a virgin, and it goes uh, on for 20 pages about no. how wet and juicy she's getting because this like <laughs> witch is driving her finger up her cunt and like examining her. And like, the Dylan's worst. like, This is obviously written by someone who does not know how women's physiologies work. Oh my god! And so, like, that was Dylan's one stab. She's like, nope, I'm out. Fuck this shit. I'm like, yeah. That's Bill. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry these people that are important you will never read this book series. It's I wish I could take all the best Stephen King books, edit them down into one mega book, and, like, yeah. of all the good stuff, and yeah. just, like, it would it's be like, an ele- like the Princess Bride, the good parts version. You know yeah. what? Actually, if, if, if I were to recommend any Stephen King to you to try, I would recommend Eyes of the Dragon, which is his, uh, his one fantasy novel. Yeah. Which the villain actually is Randall Flagg, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because you know, on the stand he's like a modern day dude, but in, in this he's an evil wizard. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's like my fantasy dragon. Not that you like dragon stuff, but like yeah. it's a more of a straightforward story. There's no like, 
It's kind of like how Tarantino got better once he stopped, like, doing, like, uh, modern-day shit. Yeah. And, like, his historical stuff is kind of interesting. Like, Stephen yeah. King... I don't know. Stephen King's fantasy novel actually turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. And that's also short. It's only, it's only like, 300 pages long. Yeah, okay, that's very good. Um, oh, did you see... Uh, 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 Quentin Tarantino's trying to, like, he's gonna pay to have, like, like, like 50 theaters around the country converted to 70 millimeter. Uh, in if time. If 70 millimeter, that means Hateful Eight will be in 70 millimeter? That's exactly why. Dude, I will totally go to Hollywood on opening night and see Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter. I would millimeter. imagine that's what's gonna happen. That would because, be great. Uh, I guess they start, started showing the first, uh, first footage of the Hateful Eight at some kind of, like, cinema like mm-hmm. convention or something this week, and that's when he announced that like he's gonna pay to have theaters convert. I, I rewatched uh, Quentin, uh, Django Unchained recently for the first time since I saw it in theaters, and you know what? I don't, Quentin Tarantino, he's too Quentin Tarantino y, like for his own good, but still, he knows how to make a good movie. I just rewatched Inglorious Bastards again, too, just probably think, the same I week you did. I think Inglorious may be my favorite. Uh, that and Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is the best. I need to go uh, back. I've got the whole box set. If you ever need to watch all of his movies, I got his box set. But uh, yeah, fucking Glorious Bastards, the fucking French chick in that movie. She's the best part of that movie. I I, I got to the part where she you know runs into Hands Landing again at that restaurant. Lady, yeah. That, yeah. That her performance in that film is so nuanced and so good. That's like the emotional uh, highlight for me when she lets out her breath at the end of that I like still, restaurant scene. Just you describing that gives me a little bit of heart palpitation. Yeah. <laughs> the hot two highlights highlights of that movie are the shot. With with a close up of the whipped cream on the strudel, mm-hmm. and then when she lets out, like when he leaves, and she's like, <gasps> and like that's the best part uh, of that movie, and that's a movie where Nazis get their heads beaten with baseball bats, <laughs> and that says uh, a lot for coming from Bill Mudger. Night on Bald Mountain equals movie. That's essentially the news from Hollywood this week. They're gonna try. To, Disney's gonna try to turn. Who's Night gonna on be Bald. that hot fuckable demon? <laughs> I so what? I mean, it's gonna be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Uh, like how? And it's not even. A, it's a segment. It's not even a story. Like no. why is it's bald mountain? Also, how do you make that without getting like the cr- hyper Christian right? Not all up in your grill. So is it not going to be no longer evil demon guy? Yeah. Is it going to be like what are you going to do? Is he? Is somebody going to mo- mocap? Like is going to be like is going to computer generated? Of course. Yes. Gets, like what? What? <laughs> This is like so. I would make more sense if they announced that they're gonna have a movie based off the fuckable centaurs from Fantasia. <laughs> at least that could be like a new My Little Pony, especially catering to the weirdos on the internet. I could see that. Bill. Like now with fully sculpted vulvas. I can't make any but, fun. I did describe that demon as the fuckable demon. <laughs> yeah, that's okay if I want to say the fucking. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm fucking. I just. Ball Mountain. What? It's like they're making movies now, just like, because, uh... Oh, you I mean died. like they've been doing for a while, Bill? I know, but it's just Night in Bald Mountain? I want, I want, like, a... I want a movie cinematic universe about the flying whales from Fantasia 2000. <laughs> well, seriously, what are the best, I want to know their there, names. Wasn't there the part of Fantasia that was just like pure color and lines or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was they're like gonna abstract. be the movie. For, they're gonna do the live action version of that. I want. Soon. I want a movie that's just the backstory of how Donald Duck uh, took over that orchestra pit. Or how he how, murdered how the Donald original. Duck first arrived. The origin story of how he went made it to Mathlands. <laughs> Called. Oh my god! Finally, Friday was the 30th anniversary of the events of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And tell me how much this means to you. Uh, Have you ever actually seen Ferris yeah, Bueller's I've Day seen Off? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was another sleepover. Which one's the most fuckable Furious, uh, Ferris Bu- Furious 
Bueller's Day I Off. I always identified a lot with Cameron. Cameron That's shitty a great Cameron. Thing about that movie. And uh, Ferris, Ferris is such an asshole. Ferris Bueller, he's the Bugs Bunny because he's the one. He who, is the Bugs Bunny. He's, uh, he's the one everyone aspires to. Cameron's the Daffy Duck. He's the one who fucks up and yep. who we actually identify with. Exactly. And, and then the, the woman is the one. Is the, the, the yeah, I know. She's, like, for no she's, she's the new wild teenager that everyone wants to fuck. Now, if only she were a fucking centaur, then that'd be fucking perfect. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, so, well, then people, not not that it's the 30th anniversary of the release of Ferris right, Bueller's of Day Off, but really what it boils down, it's the 30th anniversary of the ball game that uh, Ferris Bueller <laughs> and Cameron go to in the movie. I was wondering so, what that was. That's how they figured out what day it was. So that means, like, yeah, Friday was 30th anniversary of, the, of, of uh, Matthew Broderick and, and the captain of the Enterprise uh, B <laughs> hanging out in, like, Wrigley Field, like, watching a ball yeah. game. I love the internet's turned into, especially with me being plugged in the old nerd stuff, literally every three days. It's the 30th <laughs> anniversary <laughs> of... <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, Ewok Eric. Adventure, 30 years ago today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the Ewok TV yes, movies? Yes, yes. As a child, I saw them. That little girl freaked me out. Or is it a little boy? It's that cute, little, little genderless boy. child. There's a little girl with like an headband? Yes, that's the only child I can remember from that movie. <laughs> Oh, anyway, what's up? And with that, friends, this was the Boy Hattie Podcast. You've wasted, what, three hours listening to two our garbage? Half, yeah. Two and a half. Uh, we'll talk to y'all next week about more pop culture garbage. As always, we're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. BoyHattiePodcast.com is our website. We will talk to y'all next week. Enjoy the summer. We'll see you guys in the wasteland. Bye! I'm a dog. I'm dog meat. What's the song in, in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? There's so I have the whole soundtrack. The, the There's big, multitudes. The, it's a parade. Parable. The big Walk. triumphant. <laughs> the big triumphant parade. Uh, what is that song? Donkish. Yes. Darling, Donkish. I don't know. And then he turns into twist and shout, and everyone's yeah. dancing. Even like you have black people not, like white people not hating each other, and they're all dancing. And, and with that, goodbye, everybody. I'll see you next week. Viewers, the glue that keeps society together. Can be a frightening